0: Hey, it's episode 47 of Aaron and Patricia. My name is Aaron. My name is Patricia. Okay, and so um, a few editorial notes before we begin. Um, just to let you guys know that um, there's uh, something that uh, has uh, come up uh, recently that uh, um, is a very, uh, somewhat romantic, but uh, at the same time it's also uh, uh, it has a bit of a problem with the show as well, so I'll just say what it is. So Valentine's Day is coming up next week. And uh, yes, so I was thinking that uh, since my beautiful sweetheart is um, obviously uh, very significant on that day, uh, I thought so uh, maybe uh, me and her will uh, take the week off, and uh, so we won't uh, do a show that week, and uh, we'll spend some uh, loving time with one another. So uh,
1: yes, and uh, not to mention that uh, we do have a couple of. Uh, plans uh, coming up uh, regarding about the both of us. But uh, I think that's another thing that we also do need to talk about in regards to um, upcoming plans is that uh, we had decided that we were going to revamp In Search of the Crystal Skull.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, come February, we will be covering the topic of uh, the uh, Land of the Hidden Gems. So uh, that is going to be the topic, and so what hidden gems are we going to find in uh, in Search of the Crystal Skull? Well, uh, you're going to find out soon enough, so uh, look out for further announcements.
1: Yes, and also, uh, as of uh, the recording, so... Tomorrow is going to be February first, which is the beginning of Black History Month. So, uh, for all of our listeners out there who are African American, so
0: happy Black History Month for all of you guys! Mm-hmm. And so, also there is another reason why we're not having a show next week, and that is that um, once we tell you what's basically going to be happening on the show, um, this basically is what we like to call a mega show because there's been so much that's been going on here, and I guarantee to everybody we're going to be. Here here for a while. so you Yes, know, just, we are. Uh, if uh, you've got any homework to do right now, I would suggest you do it now. Or if you've got something that's going to take you about a good couple of hours, then hey, uh, whack your buds in, uh, sit back and relax, or do whatever you're doing, because uh, we have got a very interesting show for you guys. Coming up, um, we say we weren't going to talk about Trump anymore. we got to talk about him because of uh, impeachment uh, goings on as well. Uh, we're going to tell you about the controversies surrounding a certain representative and uh, all the crazy shit that basically she said. Uh, the QAnon shaman has turned against uh, what used to be his master, and uh, we're going to tell you all about that too. Also about a son who tipped off the FBI about his uh, Capitol rioting father. So I'll tell you about that too. Uh, we're going to tell you about the Dodger Stadium COVID-19 vaccination uh, controversy that took place uh, over uh, with protesters trying to storm the gate. Uh, we're going to tell you about uh, GameStop. And uh, also we're going to caveat this uh, with something. So we'll let you know during that as well. Uh, also we're paying tribute to uh, Cloris Leachman, who has uh, sadly passed away at the age of 94. We're going to be telling you about how kids became the most heated front us. the streaming wars. Are we seeing a revival of the 90s cable satellite wars that we used to see grubbering between the digital Disney Channel, Cartoon Network, and Nickelodeon. We're gonna compare. Uh, Also Nickelodeon's buzzing in with the new trivia show. Monsters Inc. is back with surprisingly what looks like to be an actual sequel. The thing we were all asking for to begin with before we got Monsters University. We'll tell you more about that. Konami's going through some restructuring. Uh, Roger Craig Smith is gonna be departing from uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog role. And also we're gonna be telling you about the GoldenEye 007 Xbox Live Arcade game that never made it to Xbox Live Arcade. We've got a lot to talk about. You are listening to Aaron and Patricia on the 1st of February of 2021. Patricia, do you want to tell everybody what's going on on the Old School Lane podcast?
1: Uh, Yeah, sure. So, uh, as of the recording of this podcast, I'm going to be posting up a new episode of Casual Chats tomorrow. Now, it depends on the situation, because in a few hours, I'm going to be meeting up with my colleagues, that long-haired creepy guy and uh, Igoyama70, and we're going to be talking about either one of two things. Uh, We're going to be talking about um the sailor moon crystal uh, in honor of the upcoming uh sailor moon movie that's going to be premiering in japan or we're going to be talking about carmen san diego uh, as of um not too long ago the fourth and final season has been released on netflix But if neither of those things happen, then Aaron and I, we discussed a while ago on Faulty Towers, but I haven't had the chance to edit it because I've been so busy with school. So regardless of which one is going to be coming out, you will get a new episode of Casual Chats tomorrow. And you will get another episode of Old School Lane Interviews this coming Friday. Or I will finally, uh, as I mentioned this uh, a few months ago, I will finally be posting up that interview that uh, my co-host Liam Higgins and I did on voice actor Adam Wiley, who you may know as the voice of Curly from Hey Arnold, Ian Richden from As Told by Ginger, and he was also in various other TV shows such as Picket Fences. So yes, uh, those things will be coming up for Old School Lane this coming week.
0: Okay. Let's get straight into it. So, uh, Donald Trump is facing impeachment, and uh, rightly so. I do not believe that this guy should be running for president again in 2024. I don't believe he's in any physical shape or I believe there's any any mental capacity to uh, do this again. And uh, we do not want to go all through this again. But uh, it looks like uh, like there's a bit of a hammer blow to his chance of uh, defending himself in this impeachment trial because basically his uh, impeachment lawyers have basically abandoned him the day before the Senate trial is due to begin.
1: Yep, and and this is all regarding about how uh, he wants them to be convinced that he's not being brought into being president because of voter fraud. And I mean, we've already stated this that it had nothing to do with voter fraud. And I think that they knew that they were going to be in a lose lose situation if they try to go up against um, you know everybody else in the court saying that you know he's been. you know cheated on for his uh, second term so I think that them leaving it's like yeah I mean they know that they're not going to win this trial
0: yeah and uh, I I just think uh, I mean I don't know if it's an embarrassment situation because if you remember uh, there's been uh, you know very public trials of uh, uh, various defendants and uh, there's been times where uh, lawyers just can't represent them because they've heard something from their defendant which uh, basically you know completely makes their defense fall apart Basically, so mm-hmm. I don't know if it's I. We don't know if it's one of those situations where you know the, the lawyers are just packed in and said, "Well, oh, we've had enough" because uh, we know that this is going to look pretty terrible on, on our reputations. You know, you know, we're Rudy Giuliani right now, like uh, you know, he's he's a joke at this point, and uh, yeah, he's facing disbarment as well. Like, uh,
1: well, he's already going through his own stuff. I mean, he was already sued millions of dollars for various reasons. Oh, the,
0: yeah, the Dominion um, obviously you know took him to task over uh, what mm-hmm. and also Lincoln Projects going after him too. Yeah. So yeah, like uh, it's uh, left, right, and center right now, and so um, I think Rudy Giuliani going to need a lawyer of his own. I think <laughs> uh, we, 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 we'll, we'll all this, but uh, I mean, if you're concentrating back on Trump. I mean, I I don't want to say that this is not significant in any way because it is because you know it's a high-profile uh, you know former president who's currently facing the possibility of never running for president again. You know, even if he does want to run again, but uh, um, at the same time, I look at the whole um, game that's being played here, and uh, right now, um, I have to say, unfortunately, the Republicans are going to rig the, the the game against uh, against the Democrats to mm-hmm. make sure that uh, you know, uh, you know, Daddy Trump is going to basically, you know, ride again pretty much. And so, yeah, uh, because, yeah. uh, you know, in order for this to happen, for him to get impeached, he's going to need 17 Republicans on side. Now, um, here's the thing about this. If they, if Donald Trump, I mean, have you heard that recently that he set up the quote unquote former, the, you know, the office of the former president over his, uh, yeah. Mark, oh my God, yes. Yeah. The, 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 over his Marco lago Ranch, because, you know, he needs to stay, stay relevant somehow, apparently. Um, and this
1: is this is pathetic. I mean, it, this is kind of like uh, the article that we've read months ago regarding about his father, Fred Trump, where he was going through Alzheimer's disease, and they would just give him blank pages so that he can pretend to write, you know, his signatures, pretending that he was writing con, or, you know, signing for contracts when in reality he wasn't doing anything. So they were just keeping him around the office and signing fake thing, uh, fake papers and blank papers, not knowing that he was just they're doing
0: nothing. So well, Wasn't, wasn't that this... the thing with Donald Trump when he was going through coronavirus? You know, when he was, like, at the military hospital, and so they, like, uh, they set him, like, a little desk and a flag behind him, and, like, he, he gave him blank papers for him to, like, uh, you know, do photo ops and stuff. Yeah, yeah so uh, this is uh, this is the same thing again, pretty much. You know, like, uh, um, mind you, the problem is, is that, have you heard what's happened in Arizona?
1: Oh, no, you know, I mean, like, don't Trump, tell me.
0: The Trump supporters, well, basically, you know, the, the, the Trump, you know, cult has pretty much taken over the Republican Party. Yeah, I know. I've heard. Yeah, so, um, unfortunately, the, you know, he has got somewhat a leg to his on to keep himself relevant by opening up this, you know, shitty office. But uh, at the same time, you know, it is, I would say it's comical, but, you know, given the fact that right now um, there's a possibility that this impeachment trial could collapse, you know, because the Republicans could basically make it go that way. And uh, you know the fact that we still got Trump again, you know. But mind you, we don't even know. I mean, at this point here in 2021, in 2024, we have no idea where we're going to be in four years' time. No, frankly, don't. so like, uh, I mean, you know, Donald Trump could probably get up again, and he could barely, you know, he could barely speak words, and he can like, you know, he he needs like, you know, uh, assistance to, like move him around. Like he he maybe there might be a possibility he might not look well when he gets to twenty twenty four, and so there's a likely there's a blindly possibility that he might be ri- ridden off right off right off the bat as a candidate. And so he'll run as a, he'll run third party as this, you know, this bloody Patriot Party that he wants to set up and uh, he'll divide the Republican vote. And Democrats mm-hmm. will win win the day again. You know? Like yeah. uh, you know, here's the thing about this um Donald Trump right now is probably the one thing that's probably keeping the Republicans somewhat in the game, but then at the same time he is the he's the guy who potentially could tank them. You know, because, yeah know, because of his own ego. So yeah, be, yeah because of all like I said before, you know, so yeah,
1: yeah. so let's talk about the the people who have once been part of the um you know, defense against uh, defense for Trump but have decided to leave. So we have Butch Bowers, uh, Deborah Barbier, uh, Josh Howard. And uh, let me see if I can find the other name. And Gasser. So yeah. let's let's go f- let's yeah, well, go for all
0: of them. You have so. to forgive me because I'm not. I mean, the only real legal person I kind of know is the secret barrister. Uh, by the way, I actually don't know the identity of the secret barrister. I basically just know of him. You know, in regards mm-hmm. to legal circle. So, you know, in regards to like lawyers and solicitors and stuff, my um my my knowledge of people besides legal legal, you know, I say I follow his channel, but uh, you know, I don't know that many legal people. So yeah, this might be where I kind of turn around and say, um, who is this guy and what does he do? Right, you know, right. So.
1: Okay, so yeah, let's just discuss about each of them one at a time. So Butch Bowers, uh, he is from South Carolina. And he used to work at the Justice Department under George W. Bush. Oh, of uh, course. Deborah Bart. Yeah, of course. Uh, then we have Deborah Barbier, who is also from South Carolina, and uh, she was a former federal pos- uh, prosecutor for 15 years in the state before opening up her own criminal defense firm. And then we have uh, Gasser, who served as the uh, U.S. attorney for South Carolina. Have you noticed a, tr- a trend, by the way?
0: <laughs> Everyone's going and- from South Carolina.
1: <laughs> yes. And then we have Josh Howard, who is from, get this. North carolina ah you thought i was going to say south carolina yeah. but at least it's a carolina okay so uh gasser um well he well even though that he is from north carolina i mean he was like, a part of south carolina and then we have um i was going to say josh How- howard so josh howard who was just put there recently uh, but you know he just left uh from the case and uh, he actually was an associate independent counsel on the Whitewater and Monica Lewinsky investigations during the Clinton presidency, and he spent about a decade in the Justice Department where he worked on the confirmations of Supreme Court Chief Justice uh, John Roberts and Justice Samuel Alito, and he once served as a chairman for the North Carolina State Board of Elections, and he left around
0: 2016. Do you think that Donald Trump just picked him because obviously he was involved in like figuring out if uh, Bill Clinton got a blowjob or not? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I would not be too surprised. You know, like, maybe he just
1: chose it because it's like, yeah, my lawyers are from South Carolina. I need to choose somebody else who's not from there. Oh, here, North Carolina. That, 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 that's different. Yeah,
0: I'm always really surprised, really surprised the lawyer from the uh, the O.J. Simpson trial isn't involved in this. Like, you know, it's like, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. It's like, uh, um, this is an impeachment trial, sir. You know. Like.
1: <laughs> oh wow, uh, it depends uh, which uh, lawyer we're referring to.
0: Um, I was—I um, can't remember his name. It's like it's all—it's all, it's all a distant memory at this point, mind you. Given the fact that uh, you know Donald Trump's got his own legal woes, like uh, in, you know, we, we probably will be forgetting the O.J. Simpson trial for a very long time. I think after this, after you know, if we do end up seeing Donald Trump in the dark, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the impeachment trial. I'm talking about like all the other stuff that he's got, currently got hanging over his head at the moment. So.
1: Yeah, because I mean like it, there's a lot of uh, there were a lot of lawyers in uh you know the OJ Simpson trial like the dream team as they used to call themselves. You have Shapiro, Cochran, Bailey, and of course Robert Kardashian, which uh, a lot of people now nowadays know for their for his family as opposed to himself, but yeah. Besides that, um so the fact that a lot of these people left knowing that they probably weren't going to succeed in defending Trump, it's like Man, I mean, the fact that they were able to just wash their hands and say "Mm, no—it's pretty troubling to say the
0: least. Yeah. Well, you think there would be some, um, you know, prestige in like trying to defend the former presidents of the United States, but nope, Uh, these people Mm -hmm. do not want nothing to do with them. So, uh, nope, nah. absolutely not. Nah, no surprise there. So, um, in regard, well, it's uh, you know, this is um, in regards to the impeachment trial. Um, they've recently discovered something else, and that apparently Trump's uh, defense secretary disarmed the DC National Guard before the riots began.
1: Yep, and it just goes to show you, and it confirms this once again that this was an inside job.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so uh, well, there's plenty of evidence to go around to say that uh, a lot of people were involved in this. You know, so. mm, yeah. So, we're going to go into like one of them in, in a bit, but uh, you know, people like Ted Cruz, you know, people like that—that uh, uh, that, that that crazy bitch who uh, carries a Glock on her, apparently, when she goes into the White House. You know, like yeah. uh, well, you know, they, these people should not be holding office. I'm sorry, N- like, no,
1: they shouldn't. It's it's just downright awful that the more that we get to see the evidence of how this Capitol riot happened and how it was able to be just a smooth turn into just, you know, a bunch of people just parading inside of the actual place and just decimating it, stealing papers, stealing computers and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, a lot of them are in hiding or some of them have been arrested, but some of them have been set free. It's pretty troubling to say the least. And the fact that now there's been like confirmation that this was indeed an inside job and there's proof of it, when there is a paper going around from the uh, the former National Guard uh, signing a paper saying you cannot do the following, uh, I'm gonna I have it up right here, so I'm just gonna read it off uh, abridgely. Uh, I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Well, I mean, before
0: can... before we do that, I mean, you said the former National Guard. I mean, like you are aware, there's like there's loads of like National Guards around the uh, you know there's there's more than one National <laughs> Guard. You know, Okay, in, well, in in I, meant be-
1: say, I meant to say to say the former defense secretary.
0: Former Defense Secretary, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he wrote to the so he basically wrote regarding to the Capitol Police and the National Guard. He wrote this. Uh, I'm just gonna follow it off. It says, um, okay, so this memorium, uh this, no, this memorium responds to your January fourth, twenty twenty one memorium. This re- regarding the Number district Random. of Columbia a memorandum. Sorry, it's really small. Like, I, I, you know, you think that they would actually upload this more clear, but I digress. Wasn't well, this
0: leaked? What you, what you're reading right now?
1: Yeah, it was leaked, but well, yeah, yeah, I, the public. I, 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 I would
0: expect. This is the thing with this Patricia. You don't expect things that aren't supposed to be in the public eye to like be, you know, uh, legible. In any particular way, you know, that's like this—this uh, this is stuff that's not supposed to be seen by the public eye, you know. So it's—it's it's, it's not there, you know. Like uh, desktop publishing just kind of goes out the win- window at this point, okay? <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so um, regarding the District of Columbia request for District of Columbia National Guard or DCNG support in response to planned demonstration from January fifth through the sixth, twenty twenty-one, you are authorized to approve the request support, subject to my guidance below and subject to consultation with the Attorney General as requested by Executive Order 11485 without my subsequent personal authorization the DCNG is not authorized by the following number 1 to be issued weapons ammunition bayonets batons or ballistic protection equipment such as helmets and body armor to interact physically with protesters except when necessary in self defense or defense of others, consistent with the DCNG rules for the use of force, to employ any riot control agents, to share equipment with law enforcement agencies, to use intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance assets, or to conduct ISR or incident awareness or, and assessment activities, to employ helicopters or any other air assets to conduct searches, seizures, arrests, or other similar direct law enforcement activity, to seek support from any non-DCNG National Guard units. At all times, this DCNG will remain under the operational and administrative command and control of the commanding general of the DCNG who reports to the Secretary of Defense or the Secretary of the Army. You may employ the DCNG Quick Reaction Force only as our last resort and in response to a request from the appropriate civil authority. If the QRF is so employed, DCNG personnel will be clearly marked and or distinguished from civilian law enforcement personnel and you'll notify me immediately upon your authorization. Signed by Christopher C. Miller.
0: Wow, it's like, you know, it's just, uh, if that memorandum was a gun, it'd be smoking, you know, like... uh (laughs) Yeah good grief you know like now, uh,
1: you, now you know exactly why that there were very few arrests very few attempts of being stopped of being pushed around tear gassed or any of the sorts while the black lives matter incident that happened last summer around the same location where people were going through the same notion of being extra protected with tear gas and constant arrests that this is
2: why it oh, happened gosh, it was yeah, in- that,
0: that, that, that's obvious. Uh, at this point, mm-hmm. it's way obvious to everybody that uh, the Black Lives Matter protest got it way worse than uh, the capital rioters. In that. yeah, and uh, the only the only negative uh, thing that happened, I think, uh, in regards to the capital rioters, is that five people died. You know, and uh, so like uh, that's uh, that's the the worst thing, that's probably happened with the um, in, in that regard. But uh, you know, in regards to um, you know the fact that this was allowed to happen. Like, I-, I guarantee you, I think, uh, you know, give it a couple of months, I guarantee you we're going to learn a lot more about uh, everything that took place on that day. I think, uh, mm-hmm. everything like that. And uh, so, you know, it's just, uh, but um, I mean, we've got more about. about this, but like, uh, should we go into this now, given the fact that we're currently talking about it at the moment? And we so, as well. Yeah, so um, the QAnon shaman, as he's known as, I can't remember his uh, what his real name is, but uh, they, this this a uh, weirdo who has now got a, a an attorney who pretty much went up on the steps and admitted that it's pretty hard to you know not find him, to not find him not guilty, you know like <laughs> that, 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 that's what you, that's what your uh, defense attorney does, you know like goes right in front of the media and says, well, it's going to be kind of hard to defend him because he was there on the on on the camera. You know, it's like, uh, whatever happened to no comment? You know? Like, defend your client. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's, uh, I'm not going to tell him how to do his job. He can, he can do his own job. But uh, uh, apparently now the, uh, the magic dust that whatever was thrown in his face has now uh, disappeared. And he's seeing reality for what it is. And he realizes that now he's in deep shit. And he's even offering to basically testify at Trump's impeachment trial against him. Yes.
1: Can you believe it that this guy, only a few weeks ago, he went over to Capitol Hill himself and he has been doing a lot of other uh, protests, you know, in favor of the Proud Boys, where he would be saying that, you know, um, you know, all these awful racist things. And now, according to what he claims, he is no longer smitten with Donald Trump.
0: Well, I guess it's because he's not got his organic food anymore. So, uh, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. oh, that That is the biggest problem. Pile of crap I've ever heard of. The fact that, <laughs> no, I'm serious because you're trying to tell me that, you know, people who are arrested for Black Lives Matter and are left in prison and are just treated the lowest of the low, but yet at the same time, he can easily request that he can have his organic meal sent to him because he's not eating the prison
0: food. Give me a break yeah I, that, that's pretty shitty, but uh, I think the reality has set in, and now he realizes that he's in really deep crap and uh, he realizes that his, uh, his, his Messiah is not coming to save him anymore and so you know, yeah. the whole the whole the whole the, the, the whole um, um, you know um, uh, sh- um, for the facade. Has now been wiped away, and so he realizes where he is now, and it's far too late for him. He's going to he's going to jail, whether he likes <laughs> it or not. And uh, now he's doing anything, and uh, this is why I said, you know, what's the one thing I did say about uh, all of this when uh, you know uh, all the Republicans and all the Trump supporters started turning on turning on one another? You know what I re- you know what I said? What did you say? There's no honor amongst scoundrels. Nope, no isn't. honor among scoundrels at all and this is proof of that and uh, now um, there is something tied to this by the way which uh, and by the way I'm not criticizing this kid for doing what he did but uh, um, one of the capital rioters turned up at his family home and uh, threatened his kid to say oh you know you, you know what happens to traders when uh, you know you, you tattle on you know people like me well the credit to this kid he went to the FBI anyway and now he's basically been arrested. And is now yes. awaiting trial. So, uh, and uh, you know, the, the mind—he he had to keep this so secret. What he did, that his uh, his mother and his sisters didn't even know what he did. You know, no. un- until he went on CNN. You know.
1: Yeah, exactly, and 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 it's, and it's absolutely sad. You know, the fact that you know his home was essentially divided. Where he had to really, you know, go this in secret to essentially arrest his father and knowing that not only was his family was at stake, but also his life was at stake. Because if he were to turn on to his father, I mean, his father, you know, he was surrounded by a group of Trump supporters that would have easily killed him. And so he had to do this in secret, knowing that he was going to get his life and his family's life's
0: risk. Yeah. By, by the way, the, uh, the, the guy in question is Guy Jackson by the way. Okay. So, uh, so I, when I say guy, I actually meant guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, something like, uh, he doesn't strike me as like a, a child of, you know, a Trump supporter. Like, here he is, uh, you know, he's he recently retweeted the, uh, the the video, which I'm going to talk, I mean, we're going to talk about in a minute, you know, about uh, about this uh, crazy, you know, representative. But, um, and also, he, he seems to tweet, you know, a, a lot of anime stuff and a lot of liberal causes. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, it's, uh, so to me, um, you know, obviously, he must be living in secret for quite a while with this, yeah.
1: And the fact that you know, the, you, the he would post like this stuff on Twitter, like you know, he's into anime and he's all into this other um liberal discussions. I guess he had to keep it secret, otherwise, if his parents were to see his social media, they would definitely ban him. Oh, I know yeah, a I'm very I know of various stories about um there was this one youtuber that i think i remember uh, something maverick where his parents didn't know that he was a youtuber that he had like these thousands and thousands of subscribers where he would be talking about video games When they found out about this, they completely banned him from ever doing his YouTube channel. They took away all of his stuff. And then I think that he did a Kickstarter or a crowdfund me campaign where, you know, he was saying, you know, my family's being abusive to me. Uh, I'm going to move out to my own. Uh, Can you help me out with this? I think that he's still I I think, you know, he is producing videos again. I think he moved out. But that just goes to show you about like you have to be, you know, uh, you have to remember that. Um, just because that uh, you yourself are posting about these things that you like, you think that your parents would be, you know, more ease to it. But instead, you have to keep this in secret because if they find out, they'll treat your life like hell. I mean, well, oh, my goodness.
0: Eventually, they were going to find out, weren't they? You know, like, you can't keep the fact that you're, you know, you're in the public view from, from you know, uh, as a, on, a, on, a, on a worldwide platform that, you know, so someone is going to find out eventually
1: you know oh my goodness and and the oh man and it, it you you would imagine like how social media would really bring out the ugliness in an abusive family like kellyanne conway for example did you see the videos of her daughter where she would talk about that her mother is incredibly abusive and does some Awful stuff in front well, of her. Well,
0: well, the last thing that she she did, she posted a topless photo of uh, Claudia Cobb, yeah. like, on on a, on a, on a uh, but you know it was on the um, like the the uh, story feed. Well, that's no excuse, you know. Like uh, she did a terrible thing, and uh, now they're at the point where you know they realize how toxic the relationship's getting, and so basically they they're taking a break from social media. So I think uh, I mean whether I mean whether they can patch things up, I have no idea. But uh, you know it's. Uh, um, I'm not Dr. Phil in this case, situation, and, uh, you know, so, but uh, it's like, in regards to, um, you know, families, and uh, this is the problem that uh, a lot of families are going to have, you know, they're just uh, going to be, you know, log ahead with one another, because uh, one is going to think that the other is some kind of like, you know, either a traitor or some kind of like, uh, you know, some evil person. You know, because, you know, the ones that fell on the side of Biden one fell on the side of Trump, and uh, this is the problem now. So, you know, it's, it's not enough to say, oh, you know, well, um, you know, oh, it's time for Americans to unify and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot harder than people realize. It yeah. is much harder than you realize, because
1: our our world, uh, our country especially, is just so incredibly divided, where there's a group of people who believe that Biden won fair and square and who believe that Trump lost because of voters rig. And there are people out there who are protesting, who are being angry. There, there are just so many there's just so many people who just are living in a completely different world from us that you you can't believe that they are people that are relatively closer than you think. They're your next door neighbor, they're the person from the grocery store, they're the male person, they're the grocer, they're the barber. And you would think that, you know, just because you guys live in the same neighborhood, you guys have the same circle, that you guys would get along, or you guys, even though that you have different ideals, you guys would still uh, agree to disagree, but no, it, it's literally split down the middle.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, um, we're going to move on to our next thing, and oh boy, um, is this been something, you know, where I just started uh, to... Uh, so, um, this regards into the representative, uh, Majori Taylor Green, And uh, so, um, this is all um what's happened is, is that uh, ever since she became she came into office, uh, a lot of her former life, I you could say or maybe maybe it's a current life I have no idea has started to leak out onto the internet you know uh, just uh, you know horrible videos of like her in uh, very compromising positions in regards to politics and uh, some of it is racist, some of it is anti-semitic, some of it is terrible. And another one involves, uh, her, you know, berating uh, a bunch of uh, anti-gun activists to march for our lives. So oh. um, I think we'll start with this video first because it's the first one on my feed. So this is um, a video of Majority Taylor Green being interviewed by far-right uh, personality Katie Hopkins. And so, by the way, this is the day after the Capitol riot. So shall I play this clip and uh, we'll just uh, see what we think of it?
1: Let's see. On behalf of so many of us that look to this place for hope and look to Trump for hope, uh, you are that. And what you did was so brave and made a difference to so many
3: people. And I personally wanted to say thank you for being that person. Thank you, thank you, Katie. Thank you so much. That that's so nice. Um, yeah, that was a, it was a hard thing we did yesterday, but I, I don't, I wouldn't do anything else. I wouldn't do anything else, and I would love to trade you for some of our Latin people <laughs> here that have no appreciation for our country. And and I'm grateful, I'm truly thank you. grateful.
1: Thank
0: you. By the way, five people died in the Capitol riots. <laughs> yes. That, that's Let, what she's bragging not- <laughs> about. Okay. You know, like, and I wouldn't say it's even funny either, like, uh, this is, uh, so, this is someone from our country, um, you know, g- basically going up towards this really awful human being, and basically congratulating her, you know, and, uh, this is just, it's, uh, um, I can't believe that's, uh, that, well, I guess I can believe it at this point, I think, in, yeah. in regards to this, so... Um, okay, so um, there's another video that's appeared as well of uh, Majority Taylor Greene, and so shall you listen to this one and see how f- deep, crazy this gets? Yes, uh, let's do it.
3: and all these different agencies, in the courts, and all these different different offices, they stand in the way, they push papers aside, they stop policies from happening, they don't tell the truth... They won't pass on information. All of those obstructionists and resistance, they are nothing compared to the American people. Do you understand that?
0: No. No.
3: <laughs> See, like, all of us together, when we rise up, we can end all of this. We can end it. We can do it peacefully. We can. I hope it doesn't have to we don't have to do it the other way. I hope not. But we should feel like we will if we have to.
0: Oh, you know, wow. like uh, that. It, it, how can you not say that she was not hoping for what happened on January 6th? Knowing yeah. that she was threatening that in front of everybody on social media. As well, all
1: places like, oh, um, if we want to be able to get what we want, we need to do it peacefully. Uh, it, it, but if you do want to do it in a violent way, I'm not saying to do it, but I am insinuating it.
3: Because we are the American people. America, listen to me. America is the light of the world. Do you understand that? Our freedom and what we represent, we are the light to the world. If this generation, if all of us allows our freedoms to fall, if we allow ourselves to be pushed into socialist programs like the stupid fifteen dollars an hour living wage,
0: oh, what well, what what a terrible uh, place to be in, uh, you know, uh, Patricia, where a country that pays uh, a living wage to you know the people who are struggling to make ends meet at the moment.
1: I know, right? I mean, even with fifteen dollars an hour, they still would be struggling with ends meet because everything has been increased to at least a thousand percent. Rent, groceries, college education. There's a reason why our generation, at least a good majority of us, has not been able to move outside of our parents' home or to break out of our roommates because we simply can't afford to pay less than 800 square feet for $2,000 a month.
0: Something tells me that she's not talking to those type of people.
1: No, she's definitely not. She's she's not talking to you know um, you know Mr. Brown who has to work seven twenty five an hour at his local grocery store so that he can be able to feed himself, his wife, and his family and uh, keep a roof over his head. She's definitely talking to Sir Reginald who has this big business and who makes a lot of money and doesn't have to worry about paying taxes and could be able to make it off as a billionaire.
0: You no, know, maybe she might be talking to Lady Karen uh, who uh, you know who wants to berate black people and. Uh, continues making uh, you know, or uh, uh, riding around in you know, her her uh, you know her big you know luxury car, and uh, you know just uh, kind of just drinking on the job and stuff. You know.
1: So. Yeah.
3: If we allow ourselves to go into complete socialism, if we allow ourselves into gun control, do you understand that we are just allowing that light to be dampened and to be covered, and we're allowing that light to go out?
0: You're, if the light you're talking about is the flashing fucking light that uh, allows psychopaths to own assault weapons and uh, for people to basically live destitute in what is supposed to be one of the richest superpowers, you know, uh, in the world uh, right now, then quite frankly, yeah, knock the fucking light out as far as I'm concerned. Will the last uh, shitty person get the light, please?
1: (laughs) Yeah, get the light indeed. So, you're trying to tell me that... $15 $15 an hour and, you know, preventing a person owning a gun is leading towards the dark side of America. And we need to exercise our freedom to do that. Th- this is just wrong on so many levels that you oh are willing God, Patricia,
0: to... I'm, I'm, I, People won't see this on the show, but uh, I'm going to show you uh, uh, what the uh, I am going to see what the next uh, reality, you know, the uh, white trash reality show is going to be. Uh, if you look uh, to your. Uh...
1: Okay, let's let's see what this is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, no, I don't want this. This is burning my eyes. Get it away from okay, me.
0: Okay, okay. Well, anyway, let's uh, let's ignore that and uh, let's. Uh, so, um, this was the latest. Um, well, surprisingly, this isn't even a video of uh, Marjorie Taylor Green. This is a video of one of the mothers from the Parkland shooting who did speak with uh, Representative Green. And uh, I thought, this is on MSNBC. Shall we play this out and uh, see what we think of it?
2: All right. Well, it was friendly and cordial. And at the end, I asked her what she wanted me to say about our conversation when I go on MSNBC tomorrow. And her answer to me was, say whatever you want. And I asked her again. I said, are you sure? Just let me know what, what it is that you want me to be able to share about our conversation. And she said again, say whatever you want. So here I am, and that's what I'm gonna do. Um, My first question to Congresswoman Green was, do you really believe that Parkland and Sandy Hook were false flags and staged? That was a really important question to me. I just, to this moment, cannot fathom that somebody could say something like that. Her answer to me was unequivocally, no, I do not. So did I believe Congresswoman Green when she said Parkland and Sandy Hook were not false flags or staged events? Well, I very much wanted to, and I I wanted to be able to believe her. So I asked her if she would come on air with me today and make a public statement. You know, I I just said, I said, you know what, if if that's really, really what you believe, then come on air and, and tell the public just that. Well, her statement is clear because here I am with you and she's not here right now you know, Alex, truth, truth is power. And if Congresswoman Green Green believes that Parkland and Sandy Hook were, in fact, real events, she would be willing to say that publicly. And her failure tells me that for Congresswoman Green, politics trumps truth, because lies and conspiracy theories are more important to her than honesty. And, you know, I'm gonna say it again. She has no right to trivialize the murder of 17 innocent lives on February 14. She has no right to negate Scott's heroism and she has no right to demean Scott's memory with her conspiracy theories. So I would like Congresswoman Greene, especially after our conversation, to publicly disavow her comments and apologize to those from Parkland and Sandy Hook who she has hurt and devastated with her word,
0: and uh, who I I highly doubt she's going to do it.
2: She's not going to do it.
0: No, think...
1: this is this is the same woman who thought that the fires of California were done by Jewish lasers, Jewish you know alien lasers. I, I'm trying
0: to find that clip. Like uh, I, I really can't seem to to find that at the minute. That's what I was uh, what I was uh, hoping to find when uh, I was uh, scrolling through all of these, but uh, at the minute I can't seem to can't seem to find that. Uh, oh. let's, um, let's, uh, what's this going to do? So this is one about when she was asked, attacking Vanity Fair. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, let's check this one out. First
3: ladies, she's probably the most beautiful first lady we've ever had. She is well-dressed, she is classy, she represents the United States beautifully when they travel abroad. Oh, by the, her clo-
0: uh, by the way, she's talking about Melania Trump in this. Oh, so, great. Uh, wasn't, didn't she post nude at one point?
3: Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be
1: surprised. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. We have two people uh, from pol- from politics
3: who posted new, her and Kellyanne Conway.
0: Okay.
3: Clothes are stunning. Now, when Trump was elected, there was all these fashion designers that came out and said, oh, we will never dress Melania Trump. Well, let me tell you something. The laugh is on them because the fact that they aren't dressing Melania Trump is hysterical Melania Trump is a she's a model she's a fashion model so the people that are dressing Melania Trump Trump they're doing an awesome job and she is so gorgeous so Vanity Fair
0: um, didn't she once wear a coat saying I really don't care do you
1: yeah she yeah. did
0: yeah real good dress there you know uh,
3: yeah comes out today and they're basically picking on Melania Trump like so many others have and they're trying to say that she didn't really want to be First Lady. And she didn't want to go in the White House. And they're trying to paint her in an- Well, that's
0: sort of true. Like, she originally, her idea of being First Lady, and this was d- done in excerpts that were uh, um, leaked to the press, that uh, you know, she didn't expect to like, you know, be decorating at Christmas and decorating the White House lawn and you know basically being the First Lady of the United States of America. Unlike what we got now with Dr. Jill Biden, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, she basically wanted the title, but wanted none of the rep- wanted none of the um, responsibilities for it.
1: Yeah, basically. which uh, it, it, it sounds like something that would be like for a elementary school class president. I mean, they they're doing it for bragging rights. They're not doing it because they care about what the students need.
3: An ugly light. Well, you know what? I think Vanity Fair can suck it. And I will never buy that magazine and I will never read that magazine because I think they're a bunch of jerks. And they have no right trying to put these kind of statements on Melania Trump because she's doing an amazing job as first lady.
0: Oh, (laughs) well, she's not first lady anymore. uh, In fact, we've not seen her in public for ages. Where's she gone? I have no idea. I mean, the last time that we saw her, she went into that same helicopter
1: as Trump, and then she walked out, and she completely, you know, just walked you know, past him while he was, like, saying his goodbyes and his waves and, you know, putting up his fists in the air, and that was the last that we saw of her.
0: To be fair, though, I mean, I saw that whole clip, and it looked like that Trump was kind of, like, pushing her away, you know, to basically go mm-hmm. in the car while he basically did all his waving and everything, so, Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like to think at that point, I think maybe, you know, Trump finally discovered that his wife wasn't really into, like, all the all the shit that basically they had to deal with, being you know, basically being the first lady of the United States. Yeah, that, the, so. the last
1: thing that I heard was that she's planning on opening an office for her Be Best uh, initiative for um, some reason at West Palm Beach. Well, luck, luck, you know, good luck if she can be able to do that. That'd
0: be best thing, such a joke. You know, like, uh, that's not that's not going to happen, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, here we go. So here's a clip of her saying that uh, the uh, on the September 11th attacks, it's odd that we would never seen any evidence of a plane hitting the Pentagon. But,
3: but we had witnessed 9-11, right? We had witnessed 9-11, uh, the terrorist attack um, in New York, and the plane that uh, crashed in Pennsylvania, and the so-called plane that crashed into the Pentagon. It's odd. There's never any evidence shown for a plane in the Pentagon. But, anyways, I won't. I'm not going to dive into the 9/11 conspiracy. But well, unfortunately,
0: uh, I'm not going to dive into 9/11 conspiracy theories. But I will not. I will say publicly that I do not believe a plane hit the Pentagon.
1: Yeah. Like, what kind of sense does that make? No, it, it doesn't. Like. Okay, mm-hmm. I I I don't want to say that this happened, but I'm gonna tell you that it didn't happen.
0: Oh, here's the uh, here's the clip now of well, here's part of the clip of uh, her berating uh, the much for our lives uh, supporters. Uh, can you give us some information about how you got
2: into college, David? David, do you really think red flag gun laws are going to
3: prevent mass shootings? Studies show that red flag gun laws do not prevent suicide More or mass. increase rape If, rape 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 if rape the rape FBI had followed through on their tips, the Nicholas Cruz would have been able to kill seventeen people in the Marjorie Soman Douglas
2: High School. David,
0: who's paying? Wasn't the Parkland shooting in Florida? Yes, and
1: I, I was very close to that uh, school where I used to live. Yeah, well, it was I'm, like I'm literally go- ten minutes away. I'm
0: gun laws very liberal in Florida.
1: Uh, depending on which side of Florida, but around my area, like guns general, are remember, pretty remember
0: loose. When we were going, yeah, remember when we were going up and down between, um, you know, uh, West Palm Beach and Miami, and uh, we saw, you know, we saw so many adverts for gun shows.
2: Yes, uh, as, there as are we know, there, there's, there's there, there,
0: around there. Yeah, uh, but as we all know, like, uh, gun shows have been notorious for not doing background checks when selling guns to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, in uh, in regards to this, like, uh, Land took place in a, fl- a state where gun laws were pretty much, you know, um, were, had the same, you know, uh, kind of like, you know, uh, you know melting point as cheese. And, uh, you know, like, uh, they ended up with, uh, you know, some crazy person, you know, going there and blowing everyone away. Pretty yep. much. So. How do you get so
2: much
3: media coverage for your group? Who pays for this? Who sponsors this? March for our lives. The wind was true. I'm a, I'm a uh, business owner. I'm a
2: mom. I'm a gun owner. Enough <laughs> is <laughs> enough. 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 Enough is enough. enough. You're right.
0: Enough, enough is enough. You should be. You know, I think. Uh, I think the sentiment amongst all those, uh, you know, uh, March for our lives supporters, I think uh, is um, pretty much uh, just all round. Um, this this uh, representative at the minute. Enough is enough. And uh, yeah, enough maybe enough. enough might be enough because uh, fifty-one uh, representatives have signed uh, on to say that uh, they want her expelled.
1: So. Yeah, and you know what? I do not blame them.
0: Yeah, and uh, apparently, um, according to various um, uh, sources as well, that's apparently the uh, the, G- the 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 uh, the, the leading uh, GOP uh, representative who. Uh, is uh, in, in, I can't remember his name, but apparently he's uh, he's actually taken uh, the uh, um, representative Green and had a quiet word with her. Apparently, so mm. um, well. Well, well. Well, I'll safely say this. I mean, like uh, if she doesn't change her tune uh, very quickly or do something to uh, you know lessen the damage that uh, she's find herself in, you know, uh, we could be looking as seeing again, you know, uh, having to fight for a seat again. You know, like uh, you know, in much are alive. So done some pretty incredible stuff right now. Like you know, they they've bankrupted the NRA. Um, they've introduced gun legislation in some places, and uh, also you know, there's a possibility now that uh, they could be at the point where they're basically saying that you know they're not going to put up with uh, crazy batshit you know representatives who basically are just uh, completely negligent in their responsibilities. Yeah. So. And also, I think that even the
1: Republican Party, I think that because of the, the the reputation that, you know, they've been preceded in terms of everything that, you know, people such as Trump and um, and even uh, her has been doing, uh, according to this article from The Hill, more than 30,000 voters who have been registered members of the Republican Party have left. So, yeah, they're in severe trouble.
0: Mm hmm. So, um, as far as I'm concerned, like, uh, I'm really hoping that, uh, you know, now that all this stuff has leaked out. By the way, this is only certain bits that we know of, that uh, she's, yeah. uh, she said. And, uh, you know, no doubt more stuff will come eventually. You know, because, uh, you know, the internet is good at, you know, there, there's plenty of internet sleuths out there that's very good at discovering this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think, uh, no doubt, this will be, there will not be the, the end of it all. As far no,
1: as no. Concerned. And I'm sure that when they find... Some more information, I'm sure that it'll be just as absolutely shocking and disgusting as what we've been seeing.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we are going to move uh, on. So um, do you see what happened at Dodger Stadium? Yes, uh, yes uh, I have. You know, what? It's, uh, it's not surprising. So uh, 30 protesters turned up at a uh, Dodger Stadium who were delivering the COVID-19 vaccina- vaccinations. Um, apparently these 30 protesters were enough to shut the whole thing down. And so there was a massive police presence that uh, obviously moved them out of the way, and then uh, things just resumed. So, you know, it's like...
1: (laughs) You, you know what this is really starting to piss me off that you have these people who are anti-vaccinators and they're they I, I i've seen those kind of people in which like they claim that you know vaccines cause people autism or they you know they're not necessary they're a pharmaceutical scam or whatever you, you know yet, you, you know what i
0: like to, i really would love to actually you know uh meet one of these people, and they say to me, oh, vaccines cause autism, and I can sit around and say, well, I'm autistic, and, you know, I've uh, got my own house, I've got a really good job, and, uh, you know, I've uh, things are looking up for me right now, so, well, what's the big deal? You know? Mm. So...
1: Exactly, I genuinely
0: would love to see their reaction to know that uh, you know uh, for a good while that uh, they've been talking to somebody who you know obviously has you know some if issues with communication has you know uh, I'm not saying that uh, you know being being, having autism isn't difficult but uh, you know to say that it's uh, it's such a negative that um, people would uh, you know go off and uh, not get you know believe in this fantasy that you know oh hey it's a negative thing if you go let's say that it was real you say that it was true you know, that, you know, the, you know, vaccines caused autism or something like that. Like, you know, they look at someone like me and, you know, they don't look at someone like me when they look at, you know, when they think of autism, you know, which I think is, you know, is the reason why, you know, actually, you know, hashtag actually autistic and, you know, various other, you know, organizations are still fighting to obviously have, you know, autistic people accepted in society and things like that. So I think... I'm sure they don't think about, you know, people like you and me when they think of autism, which I think is uh, I think if they did, I don't I think I'll guarantee you that most of these these uh, people will not be uh, hanging around, you know, uh, football stadiums, you know, uh, you know, uh, with uh, with signs on them, you know. Right, right. So
1: anyway, so going into this Dodger Stadium incident. So um, as you guys know, California is the hot spot at the moment for the coronavirus, like one out of five people have the virus. It is spreading like wildfire, especially in neighborhoods with minorities like Hispanics and African Americans and Asian people. So they have their own variant now, apparently. Yes, and they have their own variant that's not B117. I think it's B1559 or something. I forget what it is. But yeah, they have their own variant and it's just as contagious and just as easily to catch as B117. My uncle and aunt. They currently have the virus with the B one one seven variant, and um, they are going through a lot of struggles at the moment. But uh, th- then you have this going on where there's people who are protesting and trying to stop people from getting the virus, and the fact that everything just completely shuts off, and you're having to- people waiting in their cars for hours upon hours waiting for these stupid idiots to be arrested for doing something like, hey, I want to be able to prevent myself from getting sick or getting my family sick. And, of course, the police officers and the LAPD and various other people like to take their time and arrest these people. But, you know, eventually, did they, you know, I, they, thought were, they just,
0: I thought they just kind of moved them out of the way.
1: They did move them out of the way, but I'm just saying that they should have been arrested because you can't do something like this. You Just because you have a disagreement with people being vaccinated well, to prevent Well, a- I mean,
0: we've recently, uh, I mean... Um, this this goes into a very gray area. I mean, when when is it when is it okay and when is it not okay to arrest protesters? Like you know, like uh...
1: it's not okay to arrest protesters if they're fighting for a good cause. It's not okay to do something completely irrational, like you know, preventing people from getting shot so that they won't get sick from a pandemic. Yeah, but uh, well, going over to Capitol Hill and protesting that the that the election was rigged.
0: I feel I feel like yeah, there, there, there's certain mind you the, the the Capitol riots weren't a protest; it was a riot. I mean, like, and it was a disruption even, of democracy. Even though they
1: claim it
0: was a protest, well, uh, who's a fuck what they claim about it? We know what it is, but uh, yeah, it's like uh, yeah. Um, in regards to, uh, I mean, unfortunately, there's like there's always going to be like environmental protesters, and there's always going to be like people who like protest for all sorts of crazy things. But uh, the minute we start talking about like putting limits on like, uh, you know, what you can protest about, what you can't protest about, we start entering dangerous waters. I think so I mean like as far as I'm concerned if they want to protest let them protest you know but I mean obviously if they do things like you know barricade themselves onto fences and things like that and stop people from actually getting the vaccine and like doing all that kind of stuff obviously that's got to be dealt with but in regards to like you know this is what I say about you know like all these pro-life protesters are like you know sitting in front of you know abortion clinics and stuff like they want to sit outside and waste their afternoon or morning or whatever just basically you know doing you know this that you know doing all this all this stuff then you know by all means let let them do it in a particular place but if they if they're like you know bringing bombs into like you know abortion clinics and like you know or if like uh, you know they start bl- barricading themselves on doors and things like that or like start doing some really awful stuff you know like uh, that's when you gotta draw a line and say no nah, you ain't doing that today you know you you move along or you're gonna get arrested mm-hmm you know? So, so I, I see where you're coming from, Patricia. But when we start saying, okay, well, we we people shouldn't be allowed to protest certain things, that's when it starts to get a bit problematic. Okay,
1: you know? that's fair. But yeah. still, I'm just really upset that, you know, these protesters who claim that these uh, vaccines, you know, nobody should get them, and they're just blocking people who are getting them because they don't want to get sick. And, you know, I don't know if these people – don't think that the vaccine is necessary. I don't know if they even deny the coronavirus. I have no idea. They we probably do.
0: The uh, I, I guarantee you. Like, uh, there's no cons. There's no cons- This is the one thing I've noticed in regards to like all these crazy conspiracy theory people. There's no. There's no consistency in their arguments. No. Nothing mm. at all. Like, uh, the, at one point they'll believe that the coronavirus isn't real, and then all of a sudden they will believe it is real, and then all of a sudden they'll say, there's something up with the vaccines, and uh, even though they probably said that there's something up with the last vaccines, but nothing was wrong. You know, like, uh, it's, um, it's the, uh, there's no consistency to uh, basically the things that they say, and when you put, when you point out inconsistencies in people's arguments, that's when it all falls apart. And that's the reason why they all yeah. get, like, r- like a rage quid at you, <laughs> you know? I was like, uh, oh, I don't want to talk you anymore. I'm going to tell you about my sign my silence to still can be continue being an idiot, even though you just point out what my idi- idiocy is. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's going to keep going regardless. But uh, the way uh, you know, and this this is why I think that it's so important that we start to teach you know kids like critical thinking and things like that, and like uh, you know means of like debating as well. Because, I mean, if they're armed with, like, these two simple things, I mean, conspiracy theories and, like, you know, anti-vaxxer people wouldn't have a prayer to stand on. Because people will be able to suss out their bullshit, like, you know, within, like, five minutes of talking to them.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, uh, why do you not believe in people getting shots? Because... Uh, oh, um, the reason why is because it, it it it's not necessary. It's all a scam by the pharmaceuticals and the the, the doctors, and uh, you know they're they're gonna insert a chip on you and they're gonna track your every movement. Oh my and- god, that's
0: that's my favorite. I'm like, you know, uh, wh- wh- how the hell do you insert a chip through a fucking ch- a, a fucking needle? I don't know. Yeah, even, you know, as uh, someone who is involved in IT, that just, that, that just kind of, like that, that idea just blows my mind. You know, like, uh, that is, uh, that is such a joke. That, like, right. you know, like, uh, oh, you know, we, we, we can, we've got the ability to inject. So, like, it's like, you know, what, you, you get that from fucking sci-fi? Like, you know, like, <laughs> uh, oh, so. is that like the, is that like the, uh, the freaking, uh, you know, little nanobots that you from Metal Gear Solid? Like you know, exactly. you, you saw, it, you, yeah. you, 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 oh my god! If you know, they they saw it in a freaking video game, and they think that's real life. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, that, that's the only com- that's the only conclusion I can come to to uh, like uh, you know even beginning to understand that. My goodness! Oh my god! These people are weird. These people are strange. <laughs> these people i don't understand i really don't. I, don't
1: I don't understand them either but you know what they exist and they were the ones responsible from delaying people from getting a proper vaccine so that they can keep themselves healthy that is the life we're living people
0: oh my god uh i'm sure they believe ufos are real as well well, yeah, uh,
1: so same thing with Green, where she believes that the reason why uh, we have these uh, fires was because of Jewish lasers. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah it's, um, well, we, we talked about <laughs> that previously, didn't we? So
1: I know, just... but, you know, if, if they believe in that, too, that it was caused by oh, Jewish, my, Joe, lasers, Jewish lasers. And they believe that the reason why vaccines
0: are bad is because they inject you with... Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Let me just say this. If that's not in the third Borat movie, I'll be severely disappointed.
1: I know, seriously, Sasha Baron Cohen, get to you that, get to please. That,
0: yeah, please. Yeah. So, uh, imagine if, imagine if Tyler Green ends up in the third Borat movie. Okay. I'm oh like my it. god. Oh, that like would be
1: so great. No,
0: that would be the end. I think that would be the end. Like, move over Giuliani. Like, you know, we'll put your balls back in your pants. We got <laughs> Green in the third <laughs> Borat movie. Oh man. Yeah. So. Um, anyway let's move away from that Uh, so um, we're going to move into um, our entertainment part of the uh, 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 section which uh, before we do actually uh, we want to take a moment to remember the life of uh, Cloris Leachman Uh, she was a uh, standout sitcom Oscar winner and has died at the age of 94 years old
1: Yeah. So you may know her for various uh, movies and TV shows. Uh, She was in The Twilight Zone, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh, She was uh, a a very well-known actor for uh, even voiceover role. I mean, she was in Castle in the Sky. Uh, She appeared a few times in The Muppet Show. Um, she was in the Iron Giant. Uh, she was uh, in the, um, well, f- for what it's worth, uh, she was <laughs> Queen Gnorga in A Troll in Central Park, probably the worst, <laughs> one, one worst Don Bluth movies of the bunch.
0: Well, and, she always uh, saw Don Bluth and thought, oh, okay, this is a safe bet. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, my friend Christopher Plummer, You know, he says some good things about him when he was in American Tale yeah. and Rock-a-Doodle. She,
0: I mean, he uh, also forgive me. I mean, was she one of like, the early Radio Day girls? Uh, uh yeah I
1: think I think she uh, was mostly in like uh doing theater and um and television and various things in the fifties and sixties. Uh, but
0: yeah, of course yeah, yeah her latest career later career was uh, she was in the last picture show. So right. Uh, oh, okay, then Yeah.
1: Mhm. So yeah, she worked a lot with Mel Brooks. So she was in Young Frankenstein and uh she was in uh various other roles. Uh she um also was in Chicago uh, for those who are huge um theater fans. So yeah, she was a very well-known um actor both in the stage and in the movies. So it is very sad to hear about her passing.
0: Yeah, so uh our condolences to all of her family, her friends and all of her fans as well. So Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Moving on to entertainment stuff. And by the way, we're going to caveat it with this. Um, We are not financial experts by any stretch of the imagination. So please do not base any trading or anything like that or any, like, uh, you know, stocks or anything like that on any advice that we're going to give. Because, you know, if you're basing your uh, knowledge of the financial market on two autistic people who spend most of their time talking about 90s nostalgia, you're a fucking idiot. So (laughs) we're just going to caveat it with this. So um, let's talk about the GameStop stuff because uh, this is quite extraordinary so GameStop was on its last legs it was supposed to go belly up supposed to anyway at least that's what uh, everyone on Wall Street was uh, was betting on uh, at the time but uh, then uh, Wall Street bets the Reddit sub the subreddit group um, took a look at that and say nah you're not going to do that, so and saw so What was up? And so the um, users all rallied around together and b- bought massive amounts of shares in uh, Gamespot. So basically, it was at the point where it was a very low share, and now it's in within the three-digit region. Of, uh, yeah, yeah, like
1: that is unbelievable. You you went from. Uh, a series of stores that were almost at the point of bankruptcy because, you know, let's be honest, GameStop has been doing some pretty awful things over the years, whether it be like, oh, uh, we're going to undersell, you know, used games for less than what they were supposed to be. And, you know, some of their... Deals when it came to like sales and games and, you know, overpricing um, used games uh, on the shelf and all that kind of stuff was pretty shady. And, you know, because everybody buys things online nowadays, GameStop has become more and more of a relic of the past. And the coronavirus was no help whatsoever in which because nobody was going to go inside the store to buy the latest Madden or whatever, then, yeah, yeah they the, definitely the, weren't going to The thing with to go-
0: GameStop that was a struggle problem with it is that it failed to modernize. Like uh, it was just the, the old thinking was just still behind it, and uh, I think they just kind of like just uh, you know stuck to their what, what they thought was familiar with, and they thought that was going to basically weather them through the storm. But you know uh, you know even regardless of the coronavirus, that wasn't going to happen. They 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 needed to basically move online. They needed to probably even move to streaming. And, uh, you know, basically get involved in that whole thing. That's, so, you know, NVIDIA and, uh, you know, various other uh, companies get involved in now, including like Steam and Origin. And uh, they needed to get into that market. And uh, they just, but they didn't. They absolutely, utterly failed to, you know, to, to modernize the business. And uh, George Sherman, when he came in, came in far too late. As far as I'm concerned, he came in in about so 2019. But uh, I mean, obviously the uh, the fans rallied round, and uh, you know various other Wall Street uh, you know uh, hawks, I guess you could say, or you know uh, people who were looking at the situation, obviously locked in, and uh, you know basically just uh, you know raised the share price of uh, GameStop. So uh, uh, I'm just going to take a look at it now. Actually, oh my God, it's rising again. <laughs> <laughs> what? it just went up 67 percent it's uh it was at, uh uh what, what price was it at before uh when we were looked at this. the teen so the last time that i saw it was it. 256 now it's at 328 oh my god oh yeah, yeah so uh so basically um i'm actually i was looking into this as well because i mean wasn't technically what reddit did illegal like uh, you yeah, know they,
1: they they did do that yeah but
0: here's the thing about this I was looking at some, you know by the way I'm only looking at this as a uh, as an article that I found online but apparently according to one observer in the Financial Times apparently it's uh, unlikely that uh, anyone from the reddit subgroup any from the reddit group will face any prosecution whatsoever No,
1: they this. they won't uh, unfortunately but and, and it was like old- well, I mean, I'm ter- in terms of like, oh, the people who were, you know, claiming that you know they're do- what they're doing illegally, and then they're trying to stop them. That's what I'm referring.
0: Well, to. yeah, I mean, there's, uh, I mean, so there's obviously the, uh, the 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 moral of the law, but you know, in regards to like, you know, the people who lost out of this, you know, fuck them. You know, like uh, they've up against a, a you know a company going bankrupt and people losing their jobs, and uh, they were going to make a ton of money out of it. Fuck those people. You yeah,
1: know. that's that's true, and and then uh, all the people who are using the app Robinhood, which is supposed to be like purchasing like stocks, are apparently you know preventing people from going on to buying that you know GameStop stocks. Yeah. And then you have, um, I think there was even somebody on Twitter saying like, oh, you know, uh you uh, t- ten years ago, you wrote, uh, you know, you boomers told us that one uh, of the things that millennials ruined. Yeah, remember that millennials ruined this, millennials ruined that. And that is like millennials r- ruin stocks and bonds because they don't buy them. And now they decide to buy them. And now they're not even allowing them to. So n- not even an inkling where people who want to at least make a little bit of money for a good cause can be able to buy it while the rich people continue to be rich.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, in regards to, mind you, if, if you, if you, I still gotta run about these people, like, if you're one of those Wall Street people who, like, you know, we're, we're, we're all upset about this because, you know, finally the, you know, the, the little guy's getting a voice in the, you know, in the stock market, you know, like, uh, you know, you, 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 basically, uh, you know, a ab- bit ab- ab- against people, uh, you know, to, uh, be- lose a job and you make a ton of money out of it, you know, go, you know, go fuck yourself. You know? Yeah, exactly.
1: Like you're out there uh, buying stocks and bonds from you know companies such as Apple and um, various other companies, and you're making a ton of money. But then you see like a teenager wanting to buy some stocks from GameStop, and you're complaining to him. Yeah, ten years ago, you were saying that the, you know millennials were ruining stocks. Yeah, and I, I bonds mean, I and, mean and- the and- thing
0: is that apparently like, it's eventually going to like a bad, bad, You know, if this this kind of trend keeps continuing, a lot of these uh, hedge fund companies are going to go bankrupt. You know, like, uh, yeah. this is threatening their business model. So, like, uh, uh, by the way, if you're one of those people within those business models, uh, the only thing I have to say to you is uh, learn to code. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Learn to code. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, you know, like, uh, this isn't going to be the last. This, this Reddit, GameStop, sorry, isn't the only thing that th- this has happened to. AMC is now, by, is how managed to pay back his $600 million debt. Yep. <laughs> Apparently, so I mean that's still going to keep going, and uh, you know what? Actually, I would like to see this. Actually, like uh, keeping some of like uh, uh you know, I mean uh, again, D- GameStop doesn't really deserve the kiss of life, really after when, after everything we talked about it, really of how it's like, done itself down to like you know into in, into this problem where Reddit's having to rescue it from like the oblivion. But um, in regards to like uh, the um, like other companies, like uh, I mean, it's too bad it's too late for Toys R Us. In, in regards to that, like, uh, I'm sure it would be, it'd well, be funny to like, see if that get
1: saved. Um, yeah, the last two standing uh, Toys R Us stores have shut down.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, like, uh, if there's anything in there that's, like, part of our childhood still, like, uh, you know, i uh, lot people just, just kind of, like, rally around them. And, uh, you know, and if they're suffering the coronavirus, you know, we're just, uh, you know, uh, obviously, you know, I, I would love to see, like, uh, them just kind of, like, you know, keep going. And then after the virus is over, let them, like, just kind of, like, uh, you know, uh, trying to figure out their own way in the world, you know? So. Well there's
1: one there's one blockbuster left let's see if we can try to save that Well
0: they're not they're not a publicly traded company anymore are they?
1: I don't think they don't are think but are, hey now. you never know
0: no you never know so yeah but uh, this is this is the little guy stepping up like uh, they're angry after this this is the thing about this like the 2008 financial crisis has not gone away by any stretch of the imagination it still lives in everyone's minds it lives in my mind too. So, mm-hmm. um, as far as I'm concerned, like uh, if this is if this is the uh, the uh, getting revenge for on all the Wall Street hawks that uh, you know basically you know uh, you know ran the finan- you know, ran, ran financial chaos uh, while they made loads of money out of it and the living company out of that, like you know it's uh, I don't blame people for, for doing this quite frankly no
1: i mean all, all those people who were living comfortably and were scamming banks uh, like bank of america were living you know with billions of dollars in their pockets and then uh you know gr- graduating college students like us in 2008 had to go from unemployment office after unemployment office trying to see if there can be an inkling of a job that would last for about six months and then would be let go because the company just shut down and they're liquidating their assets and um you know downsizing their employments and then they have to to Go through square one all over again for the past 10 years and then eventually work over into a dead end job for five years with little to no benefits or any in- chance of improving. And then you have to start over from scratch and then you can be able to see if you can get yourself a possible career. Yeah, we, we feel we- we're still feeling the
0: that's pretty much every millennial, pretty much at this point, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it, it much. is, it is so. Anyway, so uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, uh, GameStop will keep an eye on it, and uh, we're definitely going to keep an eye on uh, various other things and see what else happens because you know this is this is a new game in the stock market now, and we're going to see how it all plays out. And uh, by the way, like uh, w- 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 this is the thing though, like this is going to be a big challenge for like all the uh, all-, all the stock market apps because obviously now they're having to you know obviously say, oh, well, we're going to restrict you know the amount of uh, buys you can do on certain things, like you know, it's yeah, like, uh, what it's what like it's gee, it's almost like the stock market's a rigged system. You know, like, yeah, uh, I mean,
1: Robin Hood is, is is doing that.
0: Well, you know, like, uh, well, Trading 212 is doing it too.
1: And, exactly. Uh, you know,
0: all the other like, IG is doing it too. You know, like, you know, yeah, this isn't you know, Robin Hood isn't the only one to blame here. There are various other ones are to blame for yeah. uh, all this happening.
1: And then that just goes to show you that, oh, wow, I can't just buy stocks and bonds and earn the money honestly. Well, nope, it's all part of a game that is just as crooked as you think it is.
0: Mm hmm. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that, and we'll let you know, uh, basically, what, uh, what happens there. So, mm-hmm. cool. Um, right, so uh, there's a new war that's brewing in streaming, and uh, it's basically rolls around kids' television. And uh, I've got to be honest, when I was reading about this, like, I had so many flashbacks, because, you know, me and Patricia pretty much grew up in the in the 90s cable satellite wars, when, you know, Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network and the Disney Channel were at their peak, at that point, yeah. and we had Fox Kids as well, and the Kids WB, and uh, various other uh, kids' TV sh- channels that were trying to get in. Uh, I mean, uh, Europe even tried to get into the match. You know, we had the Children's Channel here in Britain, we had Minimax over in Spain, we had uh, uh, various um, companies just kind of like throwing head in and just throwing stuff at uh, satellite and cable uh, boxes and saying, Let's see if we can try and get some money out of this, you know, mm-hmm. because it's such a big thing. And now, here we are again. And this time, it's not, you know, uh, cable and satellite providers that are at the forefront of this. It's streaming sites. Yeah,
1: it is. So there is a huge kid streaming war going on. So in one corner, you have HBO Max, where they have all the classic Cartoon Network shows. You have TBS All Access, now going to be called Paramount Plus, where they have all the classic Nickelodeon stuff. You have Hulu, which has a lot of the adult cartoons. You have Netflix, which has the exclusive cartoons such as Bojack, Horseman, Hilda, and various others. You have Amazon Prime. You have Apple TV. uh, You have Peacock. You have a lot of streaming services that are going on. And now there's a debate on which is the one that delivers the best quality shows for children. And the fact that people are arguing about it. And it's just unbelievable, the fact that billions of dollars are being spent on providing all of these shows exclusively onto their streaming service. And... You know, there, and, you know, for I'm, I'm sure that for like some people, it's like, uh, you know, kind of like when we were as kids, it's like, okay, it's um, three it's o'clock p.m. and there's five shows going on and five different networks. Uh, do I want to watch, um, uh, do I want to watch Ryan and Stimpy on Nickelodeon or do I want to watch Darkwing Duck on Disney? Do I want to watch um, Cow and Chicken on Cartoon Network? Do I want to go over to uh, Batman, the animated series on Fox Kids or uh, do I want to go over to Arthur on PBS? So now it's like, okay, do I want to watch the Looney Tunes cartoons on HBO Max? Uh, Do I want to watch... you know, this, um, do I want to watch uh, this cartoon on uh, Paramount Plus? Uh, oh, oh, but, uh, you know, th- this cartoon on Netflix is happening. Or But, but wait, uh, you know, if I want to watch Peanuts, it's going to be on Apple TV. Oh, but if I want to watch this show, it's going to be on Amazon Prime. And I'm sure that for some families, I mean, at average, I would think they have like maybe two or three streaming sites. And then there's going to be some streaming sites that they're not going to even have. So, Yeah, I mean, there's a push into saying, okay, which one are we going to get? And you know, the obvious more popular ones is going to be either Netflix or Disney Plus, which is pretty common from you know from the people that I know. And the lesser ones are like Peacock and Apple TV.
0: Yeah, but you know, in regards to this, like you know, who wins out of all of this? You know, the fact that we now have like another big war going on. Do you know who the big winner out of all this is going to be? Uh, corporations. Well, yeah, they're that, but uh, obviously the big winner is going to be the kids. Because uh, yeah, because uh, just think about this for a second. Because um, you know, eighties cartoons. You know, this was before all the whole you know everything began. Like uh, we're talking the early ones here. And so, do you want me to point you out some like the big 80s shows, like pre pre you know before like the whole you know uh, Disney Nickelodeon uh, Cartoon Network wars began on satellite. You know what cartoons we're getting at? So um, one of the top cartoons, like this, which, by the way, uh, before anyone says, like, oh, what about Tales?" What about that? That that was, like, you know, 80s going into the 90s. That's, like, uh, so they're they're different entirely. So we're talking about cartoon shows that mainly just existed in the 80s. So um, the first one was Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. um, The second one is Super Ted.
1: Obviously. Super, uh, well I, super ted was more uh, even though that we did get it it wasn't as popular as though the uk one
0: exactly yeah it was a is a cult classic uh transformers obviously is like you know one of the bigger ones and then you got yep. danger mouse and mm-hmm. uh, then you got inspector gadget mm-hmm. and then you got uh he-man yep and uh then you got thundercats uh-huh and uh, then that's about it really like out of that out of that era like there's probably like seven cartoons we could probably name
1: yeah probably. i mean and it was like only a handful of them and they were pretty much more or less done by the same company you have hasbro you have filmation you have of barbera and you know a little bit of disney and yeah, you but, know those that was pretty much it but
0: Yeah, but also then you'll see how all the scooby-doo clones obviously and then yeah. like yeah yeah, that, really, that, yeah then there was all of those as well and basically that 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 was somewhat the 80s but look okay let's go straight into the cable satellite wars between cartoon network uh nickelodeon and uh also you know uh, uh Disney Channel. Channel, yeah so um let me tell you what all the ca- cartoons that were the really big cartoon shows were in the 90s Are you ready yep okay ducktales Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles, Samurai Jack, Batman the Animated Series, The Powerpuff Girls, Johnny Bravo, Swat Cats the Radical Squadron, Recess, Rugrats, Dexter's Laboratory, Animaniacs, Courage the Cowardly Dog, X-Men, Tailspin, Hey Arnold, Jungle Book's uh, TV series, The Centurions, Sh- Cats and Planet and the Pan- Planeteers, Sco- you know, the, the new Scooby-Doo show, but the, the Looney Tunes, uh, the, the new series, Tom and Jerry, Tom and Jerry Kids, uh, the new Flintstones, the new Jetsons, uh, the new episode of Popeye the Sailor, Batman Beyond, uh, the Adventures of Johnny Quest, the, the, the real Adventures of Johnny Quest, The Addams Family, the Mask Animated Series, Pokemon, the, the, also another version of the Thundercats, Dragon Ball Z, Pingu, Timon and Pumbaa, the Aladdin TV series, The Avengers of Winnie the Pooh, I could go on. Yes, he literally can go on. Look, look at I could name any great show in the 90s and people will know what it is. And we haven't mm-hmm. even got to SpongeBob and the Nicktoons yet.
1: Well, no, we haven't. And that can go on forever.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, in regards to like, uh, it, I'm really excited right now for the younger generation who now have all this, uh, you know, have the ability now to, you know, uh, access, you know, it's, uh, at, at a touch of a button or a press of a key, uh, you know, uh, some of the other great cartoon shows that we could get out of this. And, uh, you know, they're not short of their animators as well. Look at YouTube, look at all the independent animators who are doing like all this great stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, I've been watching it all, like, you know, last couple of nights. Like, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of potential artists out there who could do some really great shows in, yeah. in regards uh, there's to a
1: that. Of, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of, uh, you know, creative people on YouTube doing, like, really good animation, whether it be based off of their own properties or whether it be based off of classic uh, media franchises. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, in regards to, um, you know, twenty in regards to 2021 and onwards in regards to the cartoons. I mean, like, uh, there is there uh, is a, 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 a really big buzz and a bit of excitement over this, and I think that can only be healthy for uh, for everybody else. So I'm just having to look at, uh, you know, um, what's, you know, I'm looking at what uh, basically is coming out of the minute. So obviously you've got Craig of the Creek, you've got Loud House, you got uh, um, obviously, I mean, well, the Boss Baby, but okay. Yeah, Carmen San Diego, We've always had we've had DC superhero girls. We have the, you know another version of TMNT. Obviously, we've had uh, you know Young Justice is also another one, and uh, we've had uh, you know various other ones. American Dad, and uh, you know also SpongeBob SquarePants is still going, as we said before. Rick and Morty is still going. You know, like and also we got the Owl House too. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, we got Bob's Burgers. Like, uh, I mean, like uh, with all now that there is another war currently going on amongst the streaming sites, there can only be possible. I mean, obviously there's going to be losers out of this, which is going to be a big shame because no doubt they're going to have their own great cartoon shows. Which you know, you and I are going to probably be, you know, uh, you know, or maybe there's going to be like a variation of you and me. You know, a couple of Einsteins saying, oh, you know, wasn't it a shame that you know that uh, streaming service closed down and that uh, se- series had to end it, like season two or something like that? And it's now it's one of the it's going like one of the underrated series and like it's such a great series, and, you know. It can- but so unfortunately didn't get much recognition like compared to like the other 30 shows that we can talk about.
1: Yeah, like the stuff that happened on Verve or uh, you know, if Quibi were to have continued on, then um, then we would be talking the same thing. Well what but... shows did Quibi have? I mean, the only show that I knew that Quibi had was uh, I used to see the trailers of it all the time when I was uh, watching a YouTube video was like this one TV show where it took place in the 90s. And it was like um, a small town where a girl was murdered and they had to figure it out who it was or something kind of like akin to like it looked like a mixture between, uh, you know, stranger things and, you know, twin peaks with the whole finding out who did the murder or whatever. So, yeah, that's the only show that I knew of that was in Quibi.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, but uh, I mean, I mean Quibi obviously is now a bit in the dust at this point. So yeah. I think um, I think now we kind of look at what's there now. So what we got? Uh, we got Paramount Plus, we got Disney Plus, we got um, Netflix, we got um, CBS All Access. I think uh, we also got we've also yep. got. Uh, I mean, uh, we've got we got Peacock as well as well. Mm-hmm. I think they've got some kids' entertainment. I'm trying to think of all the other ones that are, uh, that are there too. I mean, like yeah, I mean like uh, that's only the ones on my first hand. I mean, like no doubt there's going to be other ones that come out of the woodwork too. You Know so it's, um, it's an exciting time, I think, and uh, I mean, not so exciting for the parents, I mean, obviously, they're gonna pay for it all, but uh, I mean, oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think uh, one thing I think that's interesting, it'd be interesting that they'll probably do, they'll probably swap and change, or they'll probably go to their cable provider and like see what, what are they like, uh, you know, applicable to at the moment, and so yeah, I mean, like, uh, this can only be you know, more positivity, I think, for that, and uh, so I mean, let's just see where they go with it, and uh. Yeah. yeah, and
1: you know what you know what the cool thing is is that unlike us where we actually had to make the choice because we only had like one television and there was no DVR and you could only use like your VHS tape to record what was on the TV. Uh, if you do want to watch one program in one streaming service, all you need to do is just, you know, you can watch a few episodes of one show and one streaming service, and then you can just switch off to the other one so easily.
0: Yeah, I you- think that's the only thing. That, because, do you remember back in, back in the 90s, like, obviously the Nielsen ratings meant a lot more back then and so yes, you, you could get uh, a again like you know how exciting was it when hey arnold went on the air for the first time and then uh, like on every like cable uh, magazine publication public- they were talking about hey arnold being like you know the uh, the number one rated cable cartoon show at that mm-hmm. point like uh, you know you're not gonna see that again no, you're not
1: going to see that anymore. The, the, I mean, that's not, to say, that's not to say that you will not find, uh, you know, critically acclaimed shows on magazines or anything like that. You will, but I mean, the ratings that uh, with the Nielsen ratings is not going to be as prevalent as it used to be.
0: Yeah, but do you remember like having those debates in school, like you know, just like saying, "Oh, there's this new cartoon show coming out. Oh, it looks so cool. I bet it's going to be like you know, it's going to be going on for ages, you know." Like oh they're going to do some, you know like uh, there was all these de- you know I remember just having all these debates about I like, say oh there's this cartoon show here's it co- here it comes you know it's going to be around for a while and uh, and everything like that no oh, is isn't this character cool isn't that character cool and uh, you know I just remember having those debates when I was at school with uh, all my classmates and uh, I just remember uh, like uh, it, the, I, I mean I mean it's been such a while since I've been in, been in school but uh, you know I, I mean are they are these same conversations still going? You know, uh, that's that a really some-
1: good question that uh, I don't even know. So, I, I mean, if any of our listeners are young enough to know or maybe have you, you have pa- uh, kids who are young enough to uh, know about this, uh, let us know. Uh, do your kids have these streaming wars about whether they prefer Disney+, Plus or Netflix, or uh, Hulu, or any of these other I mean, streaming services for I their
0: programs? I have those uh, you know, massive playground debates, of, like saying like, uh, oh, you know, uh, I believe Nickelodeon is better because of this, that, and the other. I believe Cartoon Network is better because of this, that, and the other. You know, And like, oh, when the cartoon cartoons started. <laughs> oh, good grief. I was like, oh, well, yeah. you know, like, uh, oh, we were putting cartoon characters against one another. It was so much fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I would love to see if that happens again.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you remember back in two thousand three, where uh, Cartoon Network um, they decided to include some of their characters and trying to like do a quick 30 second commercial without being seen by actually nickelodeon uh because they were actually airing it on the nickelodeon channel saying oh uh, we need to do this quickly we only have 30 seconds so uh here uh, go to this channel and you'll be able to check out more of our shows so yeah, I mean, I would love to see if uh, characters such as uh, you know Hilda or Bojack Horseman or Carmen Sandiego will go over to like a an ad for a, a Hulu account and saying like, oh, we only have thirty seconds, or or maybe we only have. Well, five I, seconds mean, like, uh, I mean, like,
0: I mean, they would they would fork out the money, so I probably would imagine like because I, I remember I remember the Cartoon Network used to advertise for Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. and uh, then oh, that was really crazy. And then uh, obviously you would see, but I think I don't remember like. Uh, I think there was, uh, I think Cartoon Network also advertised on Nickelodeon. I think Nickelodeon also advertised on Cartoon Network, but I don't think- di- yeah, They both di- did. Yeah, Disney never, uh, never advertised their, uh, their competitors. As no, well. they never did. They never I- did. I think they
1: were just doing their own thing.
0: Yeah. You know, like- yeah, Cartoon
1: Network and Nickelodeon were truly like the two rivals. It's kind of like how, you know, DreamWorks and Pixar were back
0: in the day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but, uh, you know, like, uh, I guess we're just uh, waiting with bated Breath to see uh, which one uh, Disney devours next. uh...
1: (laughs) Or, you know, looking back on 20, 30 years down the road and find out which one was the definitive streaming service that had some of the best of the lineup for kids.
0: Well, here's the thing about this. Like, uh, you know, I mean, obviously we're gonna we get you and I get nostalgic for '90s stuff, but I mean, um, say we are doing the show. Like, uh, you know, ten years down the line, like, uh, are we? I mean, are we allowed to be nostalgic about stuff like that? I don't know. Sure,
1: why not? I mean, you know, just because we didn't grow up with it as kids doesn't mean that we don't have to have nostalgic things for things we were doing yeah, as you like know, to, teenagers, uh, and young I adults. I think
0: we probably here's the thing about this, and uh, I think. Um, I don't know if we sometimes fall guilty of, like, having tunnel vision in regards to, like, how we view things, because you and I view from stuff like, you know, from, like, in the 90s, and uh, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, I would say most of our woke, more woke audience kind of, like, uh, turn around to us and say, well, you know, like, yeah, you had this, that, and the other, but, you know, you didn't really have that much, you know, either gay or LGBTQ representation in, like, uh, animation, to which I would point out, like, you know, well, Mr. Simmons... You know, in uh, in Hey Arnold, and then various official- other characters.
1: Yeah, but to be fair, that wasn't officially confirmed until much later.
0: Yeah, exactly. But it it, it was hinted at pretty much, and like I'm sure I'm sure there's various other car- characters in cartoon shows who are also kind of like you know uh, were were part of LGBTQ. But uh, I mean, um, in regard, but in regards to uh, the you and I how we analyze things. I mean, we obviously have something need something to compare it to, and the one thing we easily compare it to, you know, is uh, you know rightly or wrongly, is to the nineties. So it's, I will be very interested to see like, you know, maybe in like 10, 20 years time, we'd be having like, you know, the same conversation, like, you know, what was a better era? Like, you know, the 90s cartoons where, you know, obviously things got re, you know, rebooted later or, you know, was it the the 20, you know, was it, was it the 2020s where, you know, we had the Owl House and we had like a very, you know, we had various other cartoon shows and we had Rick and Morty. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, I, I, I would generally like to, you know, and uh, you know, I'm sure this podcast might come back to haunt me someday, but I'm hoping maybe, you know, in 20 years' time, there'll be like a, you know, a, a duo like you and me who, uh, we will be like just, uh, you know, in this debate of like, you know, which one was the better era, you know? Mm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So Nickelodeon. Um. Continuing on with the, uh, uh with our subject in this regard, uh, they are going to be getting in a new trivia show called Tune In, which is appearing on February the 8th.
1: Yes, and this is actually really interesting because, believe it or not, this isn't the first time that they try to do a similar game show like this. So, uh, for those who don't know, um, and according to what it says right here on this article, Tuned In is the ultimate cartoon trivia showdown that um, puts contestants to the test to prove their animation knowledge, and is hosted by an animated AI supercomputer, where three kids uh, compete in rounds of trivia for a chance to be declared the episode's big winner. And it's going to be airing uh, this coming month. Monday, uh, February eighth at five o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, with the season finale airing on March fourth. So, in Toonin, an animated AI robot named Nikki has uh, hosts a game show where kid contestants to. Sub- compete in a battle of Nickelodeon cartoon knowledge for the chance to be named the big night winner and take home exciting prizes. Each episode features three kids who must solve animation questions across slime-filled rounds of trivia until only one contestant is left in the competition. The final kid will be then declared the winner and move on to the special prize round to compete against Nikki and climb the robot's motherboard for a chance to win the $1000 prize.
0: Yeah. I mean like uh, this this isn't an, isn't a new concept. They've done this before. Uh, in yeah. uh, in well, Nickelodeon itself. Uh, I mean, the last uh, show I recall that did this was called Sketuni, which was on uh, Cartoon Network, and uh, also it been on Teletoon as well. But uh, I mean, so they have done this in the past where they've like said, "Oh, hey, we're going to bring these kids on to like do all these." And I'm sure the BBC also did their own version of it too. Um, mm-hmm. I just can't It was a it was a short-lived thing, and I can't recall like uh, what, what all of it was. But uh, you know, they would do these things where they would test you know kids' knowledge on you know the cartoon shows that they'd watched. So uh, yeah, yeah,
1: and believe it or not, this this wasn't the first time in which they tried to pitch an idea like this in Nickelodeon. So this is actually a story that dates all the way back to 2014 when I did my very first episode of Nick's Missile. Back when I was one of the admins of the of the Reopen Nickelodeon Studios in Orlando, Florida Facebook page, we did a podcast called Nickelodeon Slamcast podcast, and we did a series of. Uh, video, uh, podcasts video uh, podcasts discussing about rejected or canceled Nickelodeon projects, spin-off series, movies, etc. is called Nick's Missile. And one of the very first episodes that we talked about were canceled or rejected Nickelodeon game shows, and one of them was called Tuned In, where there was a cartoon dog that would be and you know asking trivia questions to a group of kids. And uh, according to what this uh, website says, they're saying that it's essentially that that they're taking the remnants of a canceled game show from the '90s and bringing it back to this era. So, yeah, this is something that had now to- the the original two did from the '90s is very very unknown. The only way that people were able to know about this was from a. Uh, A five-minute video that was exclusively released on Nickelodeon Studios to showcase the 10 years that they've been working in the studio releasing all of their um, you know, projects, such as All That, Keenan and Kel, Clarissa Explains It All, and all of the new stuff that they were working on. And one of them was tuned in. This was supposed to be released around 1998, but for some reason or another, it was canceled.
0: Yeah. Do, Do you know what I really love to see a concept that they've not done yet? What's that? Like, imagine that they like took like uh say for example like Nickelodeon, say they took like all their Nicktoons and they decided to do like uh and like they got all their voice actors together and they did their own version of Hollywood Squares. Wow, that
1: that actually sounds amazing. I mean, the only time in which we did have uh you know the Nickelodeon, you know, cast members and uh, actors and celebrities come together and do such a thing, there was Nick Arcade and there was figure it out where there were the panelists, but a Hollywood Square-esque thing where they would have like various celebrities and the kids would be asking, you know, uh, the um, the panels like, okay, I want to know about if this is true or not. And that would be a great idea. I would, I'd love that. Yeah. Idea.
0: I mean, it, it wouldn't be the first time like they would bring like voice actors together to like do like, you know, a combined effort. I mean, keep in mind, like Hanna-Barbera did Laugh-Olympics. So like yeah. uh, you know, like, so it, it it wouldn't be original in that in in that sense, but uh, it would be nice if like they they like they did like you know they did game shows with like you know cartoon characters, like you know mm-hmm. it would uh, and so you know uh, whether tuned in is gonna tuned in is gonna be um, that what we're gonna be asking for it'd be interesting to see, but uh, yeah, I mean uh, right now I'll, I'll look at it and just think you know like uh, they've uh, they've done this before with Skatuni. I mean it wasn't a great su- a great success, but uh, I mean like. Uh, it's uh, it sounds like they're doing that concept again, to me. Yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, uh, who knows? Maybe they'll even do the same thing, in which like all of these rejected game shows will probably find light. In addition to tuned in, maybe we can actually find morph sports coming back, or um, maybe slime survivor. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, morph sports was essentially like. Take Nickelodeon guts and essentially just jack it up to 11, where they would have kids like, you know, shooting large balls in a huge basketball hoop or driving around go karts to knock down bowling pins.
0: Yeah. And but, 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 you know, it kind of reminds me of like gladiators when like, you know, they were like in the big international indoor arena in Birmingham. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but it's a, here's the thing about this, like, you know, that's an era where basically, you know, budgets didn't exist. You know, like, uh, they would just say, oh, okay, well, how much money do you want? Oh, okay, then we'll throw all this money at you and basically do whatever the hell you want. And so, you know, that's mm-hmm. the reason why we got these, like, over, yeah, that's the reason we got things like Nickelodeon Guts, and that's the reason we got things like Gladiators, and that's the reason we got, like, you know, these massive, like, stadium, like, you know, events. Uh, you know shows and uh, unfortunately you know uh, like unless it's wrestling unless it's football or like a massive like major sport like NFL or NBA we're never going to see that again really from that I mean it's only it's taken till now for you know Nickelodeon to the, their biggest stadium show that they've done so far has basically been the NFL and uh, I mean how long has it taken them since Nickel- since Nickelodeon got to do something that huge you know? It's it's been over twenty years. Exactly. Yeah. So unfortunately, you know, like I would love to see guts to come back. I'd love to see gladiators to come back. But unfortunately, <laughs> we
1: don't want we don't want if if it's gonna be the same thing as my family's got guts, then no, I don't want to see guts come back.
0: Yeah, but uh, I mean, like, uh, it, I mean, in regards to like the huge stadium events, like uh, that would be broadcast like on kids' TV. I, I just don't see it being you know something no, that they will bring back a lot time, of reasons
1: so. why they won't bring it back probably because oh uh, you know they'll have to sign like large contracts that kids you know are not going to get injured or anything of the sorts I mean, you know there'll be like huge lawsuits if that were to be the case well I mean it's, and- not, it's
0: not just that it's like I mean I'm sure, sure, I'm sure I think that's stuff that they could easily handle as far as I'm aware I mean like, I, I know we heard, I know there's been the infamous thing like a Double Dare when you know that kid broke his arm and uh, they didn't realize yeah. that you know, there was that infamous event but uh, I mean like here's the thing about this putting that aside, I mean, just putting on like, you gotta like, you know, sell tickets you gotta like, do the events, because keep in mind like, they haven't really done something like this since uh, the uh, failed, uh, whatchamacallit, the uh, the Rocket Power event, like you know, the you know, that skating stunt thing that they did you know, oh, remember, yeah, it's to of that cartoon show. Yeah, I mean, like, I think they, they did something like that and it failed massively because they just couldn't sell yeah. the tickets for it and they couldn't, like, uh, and uh, as far as I'm aware, I think they were supposed to do some kind of, like, you know, TV show for it, but they never did. And so, yeah. um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's just unfortunately, the large stadium show, because it's going to take so many members of staff to put it together, it's going to have to sell tickets, it's going to have to do all sorts of stuff. I just don't think we'll see that again. Definitely with coronavirus going around, definitely as well at the moment.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That's definitely not going to happen anytime soon.
0: Yeah, and even if they did, they have to space everybody out, which I guess wouldn't be. Uh, I, again, like I just don't think it's a concept that they're just going to want to throw money at because it's just going to be too expensive.
1: Yeah, I, even when you know Quibi was trying to do the reboot of Legends of the Hidden Temple, they just they specifically said that they were not going to do it for kids. It was going to be for the adults who grew
0: up with the show, which isn't a very big audience when you really think about it. Right. Yeah. So. So you know, unfortunately, I mean, we we give uh, all credit to Tuned In, and uh, we'll see what it's going to be. Uh, but right now, it's going to sound like it's just going to be like Skatoon-y, and I don't think it's going to be too too massive. But uh, I think that's not what they're aiming for. I anyway.
1: mean, to be quite honest, I mean, when was the last time that you saw a Nickelodeon game show, and you were like, "Wow, this ranks up there with the classics like Double Dare"?
0: Mm, yeah, I mean, like uh, exactly. And, and, and if they did do something like that, well, I guarantee it would involve a green screen. You
1: know. Yeah, I think I think the last one personally for me that was like good, other than the uh, double dare reboot, was um like that's well, kind of the hard double to dare say.
0: reboot, I mean it took place in like in in, in large in large theaters. So, like, uh, I mean, so, I mean, the the Double Dare um, show, I mean, obviously, they could, they could it was mainly, like, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, a trivia show, and also with with some, uh, you know, physical events thrown in, which weren't as big as, like, like, say, like, Guts or Gladiators or anything like that. So, with Double Dare, they could get away with that, but I think in regards to, like, you know, um, anything that would involve, like, them having to be, like in, be in an indoor arena or anything like in, like, a football stadium or something like that, like, you know, they would have to be wrestling or they would have to be something else, you know? uh... yeah
1: yeah but as for like personally for me the last good one in my personal opinion was brain search and that was in 2009 since then they tried to do other uh game shows that were like either there was like a kid version of wipeout and then there was like unfiltered which was basically like oh um here's a game show about the internet and about um social media and like all these little emojis and stuff like that, and that was dumb. Yeah,
0: I, I, I guarantee you if they want to do, like, their own version of, like, Total Out, they'd just fly everybody out to Argentina where, like, all the sets are already, you know?
2: hmm
0: Like, so, yeah. I just think the idea of, like, the big stadium event, I think, is, uh, you know, mind you, you and I are going to be talking about this now, and then, like, come next week, we'll be like, oh, hey, the, you know, Nickelodeon's event, uh, announcing a huge stadium event, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, just with social yeah. distancing and stuff, so, like... Uh, there you go, there you yeah, go. Yeah, Sod's Law. Oh,
1: okay, okay, well... Uh, I'm I'm sorry, I got the name wrong. Unfiltered is the game show where it's hosted by SNL member Jay Farrow, where it's talking about like celebrities whose faces are digital and they have to guess who it is. I'm sorry, I was referring to the other game show where it had one of the members of um, Big Time Rush, and it was all about the internet stuff and the emojis. That's a completely different game show. But still, it's like, you know, that's it? You know, what about the the obstacles? What about the slime? What about all this kind of stuff? So I think that tuned in is kind of like going back to basics. Mm Mm-hmm. But even then, it's like, you know, other than SpongeBob and maybe some of the current shows, I mean, if the kids were to come in and ask questions, you know, be asked questions about like, you know, Rugrats or even some of the more
0: obscure
1: shows, like if if they were to answer a question about as told by Ginger and get it right, I would be really impressed.
0: Mm-hmm. So, oh, I think... Um, I mean, here's the thing about this. Um, I, You know, uh, well, mind you, we're streaming now, like, uh, with uh, the library now being available. I mean, like, uh, I think we'd be probably more surprised that they didn't know this stuff by now. I hope they do. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, now that I told by Ginger, now it's streaming available now. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> there's a new generation of people watching it again, you know?
1: So. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's all in CPS All Access, so go check it out. Yeah, definitely.
0: So... Um, Anyway, moving on, so um, some nice juicy announcements from Disney Plus, and definitely for one for this, like, uh, you know, I I, I didn't even think they were going to do it, but uh, I really thought that uh, this was just going to be something that they were just going to let go, but no, um, unbelievably, Disney is going to be somewhat working on a sequel to Monsters Incorporated.
1: Yeah, and we, to be quite honest, we've known about this for a while because Monsters at Work was supposed to be released. Uh, I think it was supposed to be released last year, but I guess because of you know the coronavirus that they had to delay it for quite a while. And I think the first time that we heard about this was back in 2017 when Bob Iger was making the announcement that they were going to be releasing some exclusive stuff on Disney Plus, and one of them was going to be this Monsters uni- uh, Monsters Inc. TV series where they were actually going to bring back john goodman and billy crystal and jennifer tilly and all the you know classic cast members from monsters inc and it was going to be taking place six months after monsters inc so we were excited about this and we haven't heard anything about it that is until not too long ago when billy crystal was being interviewed discussing about what's going on with monsters uh, at work which that's what it's called monsters at work so Uh, According to this um, interview from Collider, uh, this is what he said. It's a series. John Goodman and I are Sully and Mike. The show, Time-Wise, stars six months after Monsters, Inc. ended. So now we're on the laugh floor. We've created all the new, young, great characters with some great voice actors. And John and I are reprising our parts. I tell you, it's been 20 years since Monsters Inc was released, and that movie looked amazing 20 years ago. It's coming up to the 20th anniversary, I believe, in September, which actually is in November. It's fantastic looking. It's hilarious, and we're having a ton of fun doing it. And that's literally all we know.
0: Well, you know, like here's uh, the thing. Well, first of all, uh, I'm really happy John Goodman's got some work again. You know, like because uh, after all, the fiasco with like you know Rosanna like you know it was uh, I'm really glad I say so Roseanne was it uh, oh
1: yeah, yeah. Roseanne Barr with the, you know, whole Roseanne the whole
0: thing uh... with that so I'm glad that John Goodman's you know obviously got a major role again in playing you know Sully and uh, playing one of the roles I believe he actually loves to do as well and oh yeah also, he you know, doing it's, it uh, and also a show, uh, props to Billy Crystal as well because I always loved him as uh, Mike Wazowski so uh, and I would love to see that he's back as this character again so mm-hmm. um, and you know something um, maybe I mean I guess the debate is I mean would we prefer to see them in, this t- in a series rather than seeing them in a movie? I mean, would it does it work better, maybe? As-
1: well, uh, here's the thing that a lot of people are going to be disappointed. As you guys know uh, from Monsters, Inc. So a lot of people are going to be asking about, are we going to see Boo again? Well, here's the issue that I think a lot of people seem to uh, forget about. So if you take a look at the uh, clipboard that Sully is holding... It's uh, According to what uh, we can uh, assume, it's been one year since the incident happened, where instead of Monsters, Inc. being a scaring company, it's now known for making children laugh. And so it's going to take place at least a few months before then. So I think that we're not going to be seeing Boo anytime soon. I would imagine she
0: would be referenced, but I don't think she's going to appear in the series.
1: Yeah, I don't think she's going to appear in the series. With that in mind... If they're able to play around with the comedic chops of Billy Crystal and John Goodman, the way that they were in Monsters, Inc., and they have an entire series based off of them, I think it kind of would work the same way as Nick Bakai and Richard Horvitz did in Angry Beavers, in which they would just ad lib one another they would be doing various jokes and long running skits with each other and then you know the the recording studio is like no 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 keep it keep it keep going and and they would have this like wonderful chemistry with each other and then maybe we'll even have some episodes with uh, mike and celia maybe we'll have some episodes with uh sully trying to train up the other scare uh scarers you know becoming the Laughers or something like that. So there's a lot of possibilities. Uh, It would be nice if they were to um, go more toward the Monsters, Inc. approach as opposed to the Monsters, University approach. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll even try to connect Monsters, Inc. with Monsters, University. Maybe they'll even include some characters that were in Monsters, University into Monsters, Inc. I don't know.
0: Well, I'm really glad that, you know, Monsters, Inc. is coming back. First of all, I think I think obviously going into uh, we've always wanted a sequel to this as well because we wanted to know basically what happened with these characters. But uh, obviously we're not going to go too far into the future. Which also I think is not too bad of an idea either. You know, like uh, so um, it'd be nice to just see more character development. I mean, uh, amongst uh, everyone that's going to be there, and also some new characters being involved in this as well. So uh, it's uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. It's going to have a lot of be- it's going to have a lot of possibilities and a lot of posi- you know a lot of positivities to it as well. So um, I guess now that we know Monsters Inc is going to come back, I mean this opens the door now because if Pixar are open for doing TV series of their own properties, I mean like uh, what what are we going to see next?
1: That's you know? going to be a good question because unlike Dreamworks, in which-
0: we need an Incredibles TV series
1: yeah let's yeah that, that's that's that should be the first one i mean other i mean other than monsters at work but yes the Incredibles tv series should definitely be the, like the one of the first to be shown but uh, yeah unlike Pix- unlike dreamworks in which every single time that they've done a movie they would do a tv series or an or should i say a netflix series peabody and sherman captain underpants boss baby trolls Crudes. they've yeah. done th- yeah So Pixar are definitely quality over quantity, in which the last TV show that they did based off of their movies was The Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, and that was over 20
0: years ago. Mm -hmm. And even then, like, I mean, were Pixar, like, directly involved with the the Buzz Lightyear TV series? Because I really thought...
1: Yeah, well, uh, Bob Scooley and Mark McCorkle, uh, who many people know as the creators of Kim Possible, were the ones who wrote the movie, and I think that they also were the showrunners of the TV series.
0: Yeah, so I think, uh, I mean, obviously I think that was, uh, I mean, that wasn't like Pixar being directly involved in that. In this situation, they are. So I mean yes. like uh, so I, I would imagine like so in regards to uh I mean who knows I mean the the uh, the, the floor end up getting thrown open really like uh, I don't know like uh, I'm just gonna think of all the other uh, properties that Pixar have got I mean I I can see this happening unfortunately I could probably imagine they were probably green a great a brave TV series. Like, uh, mm, well, I, if
1: they do then i'm hoping that it'll be a prequel that way we can know what the hell is up with the story of uh, of the the
0: villain that
1: would be great you know maybe we could actually have a prequel series where it can go all the way back into the kingdom well, in the, 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 the pixar short
0: they gave us an idea of basically what was uh what was happening there but obviously yeah it needs more fleshing out i think in regards to like you know the series and everything like that so uh you know it's uh also uh I don't know. Like, I'd like to see another Ratatouille movie, but I'm not too sure if I want to see a TV series.
1: No, I don't. I don't think there really much is to it for a TV series. It's like you have Remy and Linguini running the restaurant. Maybe you'll have a situation, and maybe where. I don't know, a customer is complaining about the food and then they have to please the customer. Maybe it'll be like that Faulty Towers episode in which the American comes by and wants a particular food that's not very popular in France. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's, that sounds to me a little more like it would be a, a short, really, rather than a series. You exactly yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I don't yeah ratatouille is definitely not one made uh for a series yeah. i mean, I mean I, the, if, the, I...
0: the reason i say the incredibles because obviously you can i mean they've done series with that uh, with uh, superheroes before so i mean they could easily do a show you know like a series mocking like you know the everyday you know uh things that uh, superheroes would go through and it's definitely a superhero family i mean like uh, I, I can understand there's like some people who like who think oh isn't that kind of like game over you know kind of like you know that failed You know, like TV series about like what video game heroes do in their in their spare time. It's like, well, given the fact that it's Pixar, I think they can do something better than that. So uh, Mm -hmm. I can understand that. Talk about like, um, I mean, like uh, I guess I don't know. Like uh, I couldn't see them doing an Inside Out TV series. I don't no
1: think. I mean th- it will, will pro- it'll probably be a very similar thing to like the Osmosis Jones TV series in which they'll focus on a di- completely different character and they'll probably go through like situations where um you know this one character has these particular emotions and uh, you know then we'll focus on other characters where they go through their emotions no I, I think that that's more working for like a short or a movie yeah. and, as f- and let me try to think Bugs Life I don't think I can see them as a series either not
0: really no um
1: Um, oh god if they do another if they do a car series i'm just going to just oh
0: of course they'll do a car series they need to sell the toys
1: you know, uh, okay what, moving
0: that's what, on that's what that's what keeps us that serious that's what keeps us franchise alive
1: you know what if they are going to do a pixar series they're definitely going to do one on cars just damn it yeah. uh let me see if i can think of another one i mean uh you know, they don't really need to well, do it anyway, another- let's yeah.
0: go let's go for all the list and let's see what we think probably uh, would be you know a good let's say yay or nay on a tv series so uh first okay, one fair is, enough first one is toy story
1: they already did Buzz Lightyear Star Command.
0: Yeah, so well, I mean that that was Buzz Lightyear Star Command. It wasn't necessarily like you know the toys, you know the toys within Toy Story.
1: They're right? going to make a Lightyear movie focusing on the actual Buzz Lightyear, like but the again, astronaut. that's not
0: like Woody. That's not like Woody and like Rex and like all the other toys and everything like that. So okay, and, so that would have been the they kind of doing already, kind of like doing like a series of shorts anyway. So I guess yeah, they, they did the
1: Toy Story shorts, yeah, yeah. like the, you know
0: the the ones that we talked about in Pixmi. So no. No, okay, and the books like already said no, we can't really see nope. them doing that. Um, finding Nemo.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. No. Would, it kind of be, would it kind of be akin to, like, the Little Mermaid animated series in which, like, it opens the world I, the I ocean? Can't
0: e- I can't even remember some of the... I can't even remember the Little Mermaid animated series. So, like... Uh, I, can I, remember, I, I can remember the one when, uh, you know, where Ariel stupidly wakes up the dinosaurs. Unlike... Uh, the-
1: <laughs> okay, well, I actually did watch the Little Mermaid animated series years ago. Uh, my friend Chris Moore, a.k.a. Rowdy C, we did a video on it together. Go check it out on rowdyc.com for more information. So, uh, what they did was is that they included Uh, It it takes place before uh, Ariel met up with Prince Eric and with Ursula and all those, uh, you know, it it takes place before the movie, before Ariel's, you know, beginning the third Little Mermaid movie that that, I don't know if that counts for continuity's sake. But anyway, so um, Ariel is uh, experiencing like the life of the ocean. Uh, There's a lot of um, interesting characters that she meets up along with. There's a deaf mermaid. She meets up with Urchin, the uh, orphan who uh, hangs out with the wrong crowd for a little bit. Uh, there's uh, various episodes where she goes around exploring and tries to, um, you know, do things like get something for her sisters or her for her father. She tries to adopt a baby orca, but he starts getting out of control. They do play around with exploring more of the ocean world, ex- you know, developing more of the characters and such like that. But you, you know, you had a lot to play with with Finding Nemo. You have Marlin, Nemo, Dory. Um, I guess if you were to focus on the other side characters, maybe, but I don't know. Like it's, it's still too, even though that it takes place in the ocean, I'm sure there's a lot of things that you can be able to explore. Oh, yeah, it's the ocean, it's,
0: like, you know, the, the, the possibilities are endless. So Exactly. Like, yeah.
1: But as for like the characters, I mean, how much more do we need to know about the characters with, um, you know, this series? I mean, we already know about Marlon's backstory. We know about Nemo. We know about Dory with Finding Dory. I mean, I guess maybe we would know things about, like, maybe Mr. Uh, yeah, Ray. The, 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 or... only d-
0: the only thing with Finding Nemo is that I can see it being an educational show. And I would probably imagine they would aim that more at Disney Junior than they probably would aim it at, like, you know, the Disney or you know general Disney audience. You know, okay. like, so they would have Nemo and like he'd have his like his kid friends, like, at the, you know, his class and everything like that. And they go off and learn about the ocean, you know. I I, sure. I, I I could. I could see them doing more for educational value than actually doing it like so like you know an, an, an like a, an adventurous you know TV series. I
1: can you know? see that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, the Incredibles we already said yes. You know. Like, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, cars we already said they probably would do it, but we wouldn't, we wouldn't enjoy yeah. it. No. Um. Ratatouille we've already said no. Um yeah. wall
1: No. Mm.
0: I think no, as well. Like, if they did, it probably would be like you know, in the end credits when they like you see like the the humans like re-evolving back into like. You know who they are I could probably maybe they probably do a series maybe about that maybe but uh... yeah, I would
1: probably do a series on the humans more than Wally and Eva it's kind of like spirit uh, the you know styling the Cimarron, in which they had their TV series called spirit riding free in which it focuses on the human characters and the spirit character is not spirit from the movie it's actually the son of spirit and rain so you'll be focusing on the humans as opposed to the horses so if they were to do Wally I wouldn't be surprised if they were to focus on the human characters like maybe a human character who maybe like a kid who was raised on earth and doesn't know anything about the life in the axiom and maybe he's trying to like fit into this new earth and then maybe he meets up with wally and eva because he's the only one who can he can feel connected with or something
0: Yeah, you well, know, here's the thing like maybe uh, now that uh, life has uh, re-emerged on uh you know uh on earth maybe there's like uh, maybe new life forms that they probably have to like deal with
2: Huh.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we if we were to see that, oh, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, a uh, Wally, you know, takes place before all of the I army, mean, like in the future where, you know, civilization, as we know it, is starting to like rebuild itself. And then, uh, you know, we, it goes into like, um, you know, further into like the other Pixar movies, like uh, A Bug's Life or something in which like there's barely any humans in it. But there's like, you know, the plant life is back or something. I don't know. But um, maybe they'll go into that direction. But, you know, uh, we'll see.
0: Mm-hmm. um up no no uh, i well, uh, well, who do
1: we focus on like mr Frederickson's story is over like that that's all we needed but if you're in
0: like if you're in uh, george and aj like uh, they had like uh, other like old people who like you know escaped from like uh, you know their houses and stuff to, you know to get away from no, like, the I old folks i people. don't
1: care i don't care
0: okay then um, let's have a look. We've already saw about and, cars. And, We've and, I don't care story. about
1: Russell either. I mean, I I, I don't want to see him about his adventures. And as for Doug, no,
0: no, moving on. Oh, they would. They yeah, they would probably make it about Doug. I could probably imagine. If
1: they were to do. Oh, by the way, they are doing. Yeah, I think they are doing a Disney Plus series about Doug. I think they're more shorts. But yeah. I think they are going to, yeah, it, it. Doug is like their mascot character. For the, Up, the, so
0: the, sorry, but the only Doug that I will recognize from here on end is one from Nickelodeon who briefly went to Disney and lost his mind. Okay. <laughs> so, right. There you go. Oh, there we go. Right. Okay. I should tell you what. Actually, like, that's the only dog character that I will recognize in the Disney universe. Then, because it's still part of that. So uh, there you go. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Right. Uh, Brave. We said no. Um...
1: Uh, I would. Uh, yeah. Brave. I- I'm kind of conflicted because I would like to see more backstory on, like, you know, the the whole world as it, you know th- the way that it was built, like, we-, we-, we know how the neighboring kingdoms divided each other. Like, I would like to know more of the backstory. But as for like, oh, I want to know about what happened to Merida. If it would be presented right, sure. But if not, then no.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we, inside out, we said no. Um, yeah. N- n- so yeah. Like, uh, oh, the good dinosaur. Like, uh, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. hey, here's what else we could do with the computer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would be even worse because it would be a lower budget.
0: Yeah. Actually, oh, that's actually a thing as well. Like it, the, the whole world would look even more cartoony than the dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, all the the, the shiny graphics that look nice in the theaters will be severely downgraded if they were to be put into, like, television, because we don't need to worry too much about the budget. As long as it slightly looks close to what the final product is, then they'll take it, no problem.
0: Again, I can see the good dinosaur being a Disney Junior property. I really could. Like, you know, I can see that
1: for Finding Nemo, but what, I mean, other, you know, what, what, like, Arlo trying to teach Spot about the dinosaurs or something? Maybe. If this was before, that, you know, he found his adopted family? I'm not sure.
0: Um, I'm not too sure, but we'll find All out. Right. But, uh, um Okay, uh, let's have a look. Um, Coco.
1: Ooh, Coco. Hmm... That's gonna be hard because would it take place in the real world or in the day in the land of the dead?
0: Uh, well, I mean, it, maybe they could do it in both. Like, How uh, can they
1: do it both if it occurs once a year?
0: Yeah, like uh, oh, mind you, like remember the Mask TV series where you know it's Stanley Levy because put the mask on in the daytime. You know, like that—that yeah. uh, that, that made no sense. But so, I mean, they, they could probably just have it where he can just like, you know, maybe they can be like Shadow Man, where he can just like, like you know, from like you know, on the whim of like a you know, a, a voodoo teddy bear that he can just like go to dead side whenever he wants to. You know?
1: Yeah, that, that would be a really interesting way to you know to pr- present to the
0: kids. Oh, I'm maybe watching- maybe he plays his guitar, or maybe he summons. Maybe, well, mind you, there's already like a series where like you know a Princess summons like other Disney princesses. But maybe, Co- maybe, uh, maybe Miguel. our uh, Miguel could probably like you know summon you know uh, you know past ancestors from like playing his guitar, maybe. I don't know.
1: Hmm. Um, you know, I don't think he'll be able to see them because the only way he will be able to see them is if he was in the Land of the Dead.
0: Probably, probably yeah. And he
1: can't stay there for very long because if he stays there for too long, then he himself would be dead.
0: Yeah, so.
1: Um, that's uh, that's going to be hard to do.
0: Yeah, I, I have no idea. Unless of, course,
1: unless, of course, if they focus on the other characters who are dead.
0: Hmm. We'll see. Um, oh, onward.
1: Onward. You know the world of onward was so limiting i mean it it tries to build itself up as like oh we have this huge fantasy world but it's in suburban times and it, it just kind of like limits its potential Now, if they were to have like a series in which we have Ian and Bartley's relationship as brothers and, you know, we get to maybe or maybe we could have a prequel in which we actually get to explore, you know, the wizarding world. And then before it led up to um, them being obsessed with technology, if they were to focus on that, where it was kind of like a fantasy series, then I
0: would be all for it. So tell tell, me if I'm being grossly unfair, but uh, I'm going to make this statement. I think Onward was 10 years too late.
1: You're not wrong.
0: Yeah, because if know- it would have
1: came around the same time in which like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or Chronicles of Narnia was super time. popular, or Adventure Time would have been super popular, then yes, uh, it would be all for it. But yeah, I mean, at, at this point in which like. If they weren't look, I'm not saying that fantasies are outdated and not popular anymore. It's just that we've seen so much fantasy uh, genres in movies and TV shows that we need to see something fresh and original. I mean, that's why you know when Lord of the Rings came into theaters and it was like the biggest blockbuster hit. This was what back when you know fantasy was just off as poison that nobody wanted to touch it then harry potter came along and expanded an interesting world where kids can be able to become wizards and then chronicles of narnia came along where it's like hey kids can go into this closet and they can interact with animals oh um we have um you know and then they tried to um cash in on that popularity and a lot of them failed so And then Adventure Time came along, it's like we have this dynamic duo, and they're, you know, going around in the land of ooh. and there's like these interesting worlds to explore, and there's this really dark backstory about how it takes place in a post-apocalyptic world, and all that kind of stuff, I mean, that was interesting. So, if you are going to bring the fantasy genre in this day and age, you need to make it unique. Game of Thrones was hum- it was incredibly unique in the fact that this was for the mainstream audience who didn't really care too much about fantasy. I mean, they thought of fantasy as like Dungeons and Dragons, Lord of the Rings stuff. What but if you, they were able to, what do you think
0: of the uh, the theory that uh, the main character in the show of, uh, of Adventure Time is basically in a vegetative state in a bed and like he's just like a, a ma- imagining all of this at the moment. Eventually, he'll wake up
1: no we're not doing the ash coma tr- uh, theory on adventure time
0: okay then that's fine so uh, uh, but uh, so um, yeah but uh, in regards to be going back to onward like uh, yeah again I just think uh, it was an interesting idea but it really needed a, it, it really needed a, a Delorean to kind of like you know do you know go back to 2010 or 2012 or something like that and just kind of like, you know deliver it then really so
1: yeah well if, if at least the latest, if it, if it really wanted to be, like, popular, I think it would need to go back to, like, 2004 or 2005, where it, no, you know, no, I probably think, I, think 2000,
0: I think 2010 would have been right for it, I think. Well, it would have been, been around the same time lead. as, it would have been the same time around around Adventure Time came out, and I think it would have well,
1: For the Adventure Time crowd, I'm just referring to, like, the fantasy crowd, in which, you know, this is kind of like when... You had, like, fantasy was out and young adult series were in, you know, like Twilight and Hunger Games and that kind of stuff. So, you know, fantasy was kind of, like, already done with. I mean, people have already stretched out the fantasy genre to death that people were just sick of it. So if they really wanted to, you know, do something interesting with the fantasy genre, they really needed to do something different. And I argue that Game of Thrones did for a mainstream audience. And go watch Lindsay Ellis' video. She can explain all about it. But... Yeah, I mean, especially in this time of 2021, if you, uh, you know, like what they did with Onward, if you want to have a fantasy setting, you need to do something unique with it. And I did like the idea of it, you know, having a modern setting, I I wish the good dinosaur did that. But you know, the world that they explored was just pretty generic and not really that interesting. And as for the relationship between Ian and Bartley, there were some good moments in it, but not enough for me to be convinced that Bartley was like the father figure that Ian thought that he was. So yeah. I, I got to yeah. be honest,
0: if, if I had to choose between, uh, you know, um, um, Onward uh, TV series and the Zootopia TV series, I think I probably would choose Zootopia.
1: Oh, absolutely! Zootopia—you can play around with it for so much. Yeah, but
0: that's, because- that's, that's not a Pixar—that's not a Pixar film. So as far as we, <laughs> we can't we can't count it. But okay, um, yeah. fair enough. Um, Soul
1: soul i, I think we'd we'll be going through a similar thing with inside out in which like who do we be focusing on because Joe's story is done and we don't know who 22 is maybe we can focus on 22 like who was 22 um you know who did who did 22 you know uh, become uh, was he or she bo- <laughs> <laughs> Cats. <laughs>
0: See, it's the prequel to Secret Life of Pets. Nah, I'm, I'm joking. Oh, God. But, no, uh, no. Yeah, it's, uh, but uh, no, I think, uh, um, well, given the fact now that we have a world of, like, you know, people going to the great beyond and, like, people, like, you know, discovering who they are before they become souls, um, I don't know, like, uh, could you do, like, maybe you could do it, like, animatrix, where way, like, you focus on different characters, like, you know, within the world itself? I'm not too sure. Like, uh,
1: hmm. If that were to be the case, then we would say the same thing for Inside Out.
0: Maybe. But uh, so uh, that's but, hard to say. I don't know. It's uh, I could probably imagine them doing a a sole TV series just to try and like you know cash in on the movie and like and you know, I so it'd be it would basically just be one season of like a big advertisement to say, you yeah, know, hey, there's this TV series. This is what it's all about. Now go see the movie. You know, like uh-huh. uh, they've done that before. So uh, okay, um, I mean, there's the upcoming films, which is a bit early to say whether they should have TV series or not. But let's just go with them. Um. Here's the thing about this. Luca and the Last Dragon. Um, I would argue if they tried to do a TV series of this, everyone would be comparing it to Avatar and the, the Last Airbender.
1: Wait, wait. Luca... Uh, I, no, Ryan the Last Dragon right. is a Disney property. Oh, Luca sorry. Luca is the movie that's... Yeah, Luca's the one that's going to be taking place in Italy.
0: Okay, then I apologize. I got those mixed up in my brain for some reason. I Okay, everyone, I apologize. I apologize. Yeah, as but, for
1: Luca, we don't know too much about it to say if we want to see a series of it.
0: Yeah, sorry. I don't know why I called it Luca and the Last Dragon. I, 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 that, 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 that just... Uh, wow, I don't know what put that in my brain together, but okay. Yeah, um, don't worry about it. There's another, there's another movie called Turning Red, which we. don't Oh know yeah, about. that
1: that's the one about the girl who has her emotions and she's going to be turning into a red panda.
0: Okay, then so um, well, that concept you could say has a has a potential for a TV series. Uh, but yeah, whether, whether it like, deserves I'm, one or not, we don't know the property yet. So uh,
1: we don't know it yet. It's still too soon.
0: Yeah, and I would say light year, but obviously we have Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. <laughs> so like yeah
1: well here's the thing they are completely different characters we know about Buzz Lightyear the toy but we don't know about Buzz Lightyear the astronaut mm-hmm. so he could be completely different oh yeah so yeah we don't know anything about his life and we'll we'll find that out pretty soon so we'll see
0: mm-hmm. okay so um that's our thoughts on uh Pixar TV series so uh yeah let's uh see where we go with it so uh mm-hmm. but, yeah and uh Okay um Konami is going to be undergoing a corporate restructure next month um long time overdue I think we could probably agree with because uh, I mean I I got to be honest with everybody you can tell me if I'm living under a rock if uh, if you want but uh, what what was like the last thing we talked about them doing The Uh, last thing
1: that we talked about them doing was, oh my god, like the last time that we talked about them was very, like a few years ago, in which we found out the horrible ways of Konami, uh, you know, um, uh, higher-ups treating their employees, about how they would be restricting their breaks, about how they would be monitoring their lunch periods, and essentially, you know, working at Konami was like working at a prison, and if they did not live up to snuff, then they would be reduced to working as janitors for their gyms, and then um, they were talking about things like, you know, the Silent Hills or, you know, the PT teaser that, that you know, the demo that was released for free. It was being canceled and they were going to be working on those pachinko machines. So, yeah, Konami hasn't been doing like pretty much anything for the past few years. I mean, they've been releasing like a few games here and there, but they were like either the pachinko games or the mobile games. Uh, Metal Gear Survive was like the last big one that a lot of people were just saying, no, this is just garbage. So, Yeah, they are quote unquote restructuring their company. And a lot of people are like saying, Oh man, this is bad news. They're they're thinking that If they're restructuring their company, then that means that they're probably going to get rid of their game division and they're going to be focusing on releasing games for mobile and pachinko machines because they're making a ton of money for Konami.
0: Well, um, apparently according to some social media chatter, this is from uh, someone called uh, Nabil, Uh, he says uh, so no, Konami is not going to be shutting down their gaming division, they probably not they have uh, not sold their IPs to a company uh, uh, you like more than them either. I get the frustration of how Konami handles their gaming businesses these days, but that company is bigger than people Think, um, And according to a reply coming from Daniel Ahmad, he says, Correct, this is just a restructure similar to the one they did back in 2015. Uh, es- essentially, they want to have their teams focused on growth areas of the industry.
2: Hmm.
1: So depending on what industry they're referring to when it comes to growth, I'm not sure, because it's not like they have like a lot of games in the lineup that a lot of people have been clamoring for. They released a Contra game, um, I think two years ago, that a lot of people hate it.
0: Well, um, I'm just trying to think about, uh, I mean, the only thing I can think of what they mean by that is probably like, uh, maybe they're going to go into streaming? Maybe I- I'm not too sure. Will they decide to like you know release their own like uh, game store where they like can stream their Konami games? Maybe I'm not too hmm. sure.
1: Like maybe more access to Castlevania and Contra. Yeah.
0: I- and... I'm just trying to think of trends at the minute. Or they're going to release a VR game? Maybe like uh, maybe they're seeing a mar- maybe they're seeing that virtual headsets are now going up in in uh, because of obviously the uh, the Backstreet Boys reunion tour and uh, now people are more buying them and uh, maybe they're probably going to look to maybe corner that market maybe. Uh, maybe sure. or there's uh, I'm trying to think of other things I could do as well. I mean, maybe there'll be some stuff for Steam. I'm not sure. Hmm. Like uh... possibly. Yeah. So maybe. Or... Yeah. Go on.
1: Uh, maybe they're maybe they're going to think about doing more of those compilations, because remember when they did the compilations for things such as the uh, the the Disney afternoon block, you know, uh, where the, uh, they no not that not that one. I mean, the Castlevania one, they did the Castlevania collection where they had like Castlevania, Castlevania two, II, Castlevania three, Castlevania four. And then they did the remakes of Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood. Then there was the uh, Konami uh, the, um, the Contra collection where they released uh, Contra Super C, Contra Three, and Hardcore, and maybe they'll do more compilations for their other games. Who knows?
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, but uh, who knows? Maybe they might, uh, maybe they might release like uh, another version of like uh, what was it? The uh, the Konami Super Laser Scope or something like that like uh, oh no please no <laughs> it's like fire uh, fire 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 <laughs> i i i really want to know what the thinking was behind that thing like uh you know you, you put that on yet and they advertised it as well like saying that uh, oh if you um you know you can play games while in you know while chatting on the phone with the other room so like, you know with a voice activated microphone that allows you to fire on the screen you know like uh everybody can use it, like via headphones and uh, I remember uh, you know the AVGN like is I just just the scope module It's like yeah uh, I'm going to really look uh, cool listening to my iPod with this fucking thing on my head <laughs> 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 oh, that still remains classic so yeah, yeah. well we'll see what they're going to come up with and hopefully it's going to be something exciting so uh yeah know. we'll see um, we've uh, got uh, some pretty sad news, I guess we could say, coming from the Sega side of things, and that is that uh, Roger Craig Smith has uh, will depart from the role of Sonic the Hedgehog's voice uh, after ten years of doing the the character.
1: That's kind of shocking, considering that uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is going to be celebrating its twentieth anniversary this coming June. So I don't know if Sonic is being restructured. I, I mean, I know they're doing the Sonic animated series on Netflix. And I know that they're going to be releasing something... I know Sega has been planning on doing something special for Sonic. So the fact that they're restructuring to the point in which Roger Craig Smith is no longer going to be the voice is going to be interesting. I mean, I I think that he's been the longest voice of a Sonic, at least for America. Because we've had many people voicing Sonic. We've had Jaleel White, uh, who did the animated series. We've had... Um, uh, let's see i i think uh, you know i i think that, like various people from like the four kids era there was like uh the ones who did the sonic adventure games and then roger craig smith so the fact that uh, he's not doing it anymore is actually quite of surprising to me
0: yeah i mean like uh, i don't know like uh, i mean i'm not basing this on any information whatsoever but uh, i mean do you get a feeling that uh, i mean do you think you might have been disappointed that he wasn't selected to do sonic the hedgehog for the, the voice of the movie do you think?
1: Yeah, probably. But you know, knowing Hollywood, it's like, oh, uh, you know, who's Roger Craig Smith? Oh, he's been the Sonic for ten years. Who cares? We have Ben Schwartz; he can be our Sonic.
0: Yeah. So it's just it's um it's like it's essentially because he's been the voice of the games. But you know, in regards to like uh, you know the other media, like you know we're uh, doing like the like in the Sonic Boom TV series, he wasn't Sonic either in that. No, he like. no
1: uh, Roger Craig Smith was Sonic in the TV series.
0: He was it, well in, in the Sonic Boom series. He was Sonic. Yes, he was. Oh, he was. Okay, then that's that's fine. So, but uh, I mean, in regards to um, that, I mean, like uh, he's uh, definitely uh, brought something, uh, you know, uh, to the the Sonic vans, which uh, continue to, uh, you know, obviously breathe life into the characters, So he's obviously done a good job in that regard. It's just uh, too bad that uh, you know what he had to work with was um, wasn't so great. You know, like uh, uh, glitchy games. Uh, you know, just uh, the abundance of like, you know, do we really need that? You know, that side character. You know, like uh, I mean, yeah, they like- they they were they were really, you know, Sega were really trying their best at that time to gross uh, Sonic to the to Sonic the Hedgehog to the point where you know he could compete with Mario. And at one point he was, but uh, but that was back in the nineties. Like, uh, you know, today, like, uh, you know, w- w- would you ever imagine back in the day that uh, Sony the Hedgehog, you know, w- you know, while we were, you know, debating whether, you know, Sega Mega Drive or, you know, Super Nintendo or Genesis was the, the better game console, that, uh, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog one day would appear on the Nintendo GameCube uh, for uh, the Olympic Games.
1: Yeah, that was a bit of a shock for sure because Nintendo and Sega were like bitter rivals. They were trying to compete against each other. De- Genesis does when Nintendo don't. And the fact that Sega lost big time and we're like, yeah, well, let's just put Sonic in a Nintendo game. Yeah, that was pretty shocking.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously he's been through quite a long ride in regards to that. So, and uh, I guess now he decides now is the time. And so it interesting to see who we now get as Sonic uh, in yeah. future games. So, uh, yeah, I
1: I mean I'm I'm am t- guessing they'll probably get a voice actor that will match the performance of Ben Schwartz because um you know they're doing the Sonic TV se- uh, Netflix series and you know Sonic the Hedgehog the movie is currently the most prolific video game movie of all time. It's the highest grossing one of all time, which to be quite honest is not a big huge um achievement to uh, accomplish because a lot of them sucked, but the fact that the um, there's going to be a massive change which means that you know all the super smash brothers stuff is going to have to be updated with uh, the new voice actor and also uh, i don't know if they're going to be you know doing like patches of um, any of the f- you know future Sonic games, if you know if Roger Craig Smith did do it before he was told to leave, or maybe they won't re- re- release that at all, and maybe they'll have the new guy voice it. So who knows?
0: Yeah, why well, should they go Ben's Schwartz to do it?
1: Right. Hmm. If Ben, yeah, I wouldn't be so surprised. I mean, Jaleel White did the voice of Sonic, and this was like back in his uh, Family Matters years. But, but, he the was the like-
0: only reason I say that is because obviously uh, Sonic the Hedgehog two is going to be uh, going to coming out soon. And so, obviously, that's being talked about at the moment. And uh, then, obviously, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog was a huge success. So, yeah. I mean, it is, it is like one of the highest grossing, you know, video game movie of all time, as you, as you obviously t- t- tell me on a, on a regular basis. But uh, um, in regards to, um, you know, the... Um, you know, in regards to the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog, I mean, if uh, that's gonna now, he, if Ben Schwartz is now gonna be the recognizable voice for the mass market for you know who Sonic the Hedgehog is and who how he voices them, I wouldn't be surprised if Sega turned around and say, "Hey, do you want to do this game, or do you want to do that game, or do you want to do a couple of other things for us?"
1: Right, you know? right.
0: So yeah, it's possible. So
1: probably, they, they, that would be the, the more logical thing to do, especially since. Uh, you know, Ben Schwartz is like pretty well known outside of just doing Sonic the Hedgehog gaming. I mean, he's a very well-known actor. So if he were to say, uh, would I be doing would I have the chance to do Sonic if I was asked to? Absolutely. I would love to do Sonic for not just the series, but uh also for the games as well. So maybe it would be possible if Ben Schwartz were to do it, or maybe somebody who sounds like Ben Schwartz that they can be able to um try to um emulate for their games and for their series
0: yeah i wonder if he has a brother like tom hanks does you know Mm,
1: maybe i don't know (laughs)
0: that's a joke yeah uh...
1: i I, know you know you you say that as a joke but you know that, that that would not be a surprise considering that yeah you're right jim hanks who's tom hanks's brother i mean pretty much he does all the voices for woody for like you know, toys and video games and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if Ben Schwartz would do the same thing if he had a brother where he told him, nah, I don't want to do him for the games. Can you do it for me? It's like, okay, sure.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we uh, wait to see who the next Sonic is going to be. So, uh, Uh cool. And finally, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, the uh, this game which uh, never made it to Xbox Live Arcade and uh, this actually surprised me because uh, I, I I had heard about like Perfect Dark and uh, it did it was a question that was being asked like oh hey would uh, would they ever be able to bring GoldenEye 007 to the Xbox Live Arcade and uh, apparently there was plans to do this, but uh, um, apparently now um, we've—it uh, was never uh, meant to be. But now apparently we've been told that uh, there, well, there is um, a another version of this of this game that uh, exists in leak form, and uh, it was played uh, by uh, one of the YouTubers, and uh, he also uh, just played it through and uh, showed everybody what it was like. So.
1: Yes, uh, in fact, uh, we have heard about this game. So for those who don't know, they wanted to do a remake of GoldenEye for the Xbox, and it was almost done. And it was going to be released, I believe, around 2007 or 8. But then Nintendo upright canceled it. Um, due to multiple reasons. I think one of them was that I don't think they had the legal rights to produce anything James Bond related. And... Um, You know, uh, and I think that because it was like a rare property that maybe there was issues with that too. So we knew about it, but we knew absolutely nothing about what the gameplay looked like or uh, any of the sorts. Until just recently when there was a two-hour gameplay video that was released online and people are just furious at Nintendo for what they almost could have had.
0: Well, here's the thing about this and, uh, you know... uh... I watched the full playthrough, and I've got to be honest with you. Um, through parts of it, I actually kind of got a bit bored of it because you know, yeah, it looks nice and shiny, and yeah, it looks pretty good. But at the same time, it's GoldenEye. Like you know, it's not like they did anything like new or unique with it. They basically just remastered. Well, they didn't. Well, yeah, they basically just uh, took uh, the original GoldenEye game from the N64, and they just uh, gave it a facelift. You know, so yeah, like,
1: and, I, uh, and, and, and what from what I understand from the Goldeneye fans, and you know, you have to understand, I did not grow up with the N64 and I've never played Goldeneye in well, my I life. Did. Yeah, I know you did, but this is coming from somebody who is not familiar with the game or even with the console itself. This is from an outsider. From what I understand from like, you know, YouTubers who, you know, dedicate themselves to talking about video games, um, you know, like, uh, as a top tenner or maybe as a reviewer, they always said that, you know, GoldenEye desperately needs a remake because they think that the the graphics are dated or the controls are dated and it's, um, you know, it could be benefiting with the the gameplay style of like Halo or Call of Duty or something like that. And I've seen gameplay footage of it. and Yeah, I kind of do agree. I think that the multiplayer would look really cool if they were to implement like, um, you know, like the multiplayer that we have today with like Call of Duty and such. But
0: oh yeah, like um, that that would have been brilliant if they did that on uh, on if they did uh, the uh, Goldeneye multiplayer and uh, on Xbox Live and probably even had more than four players involved in it. Like yeah, that would be that would be amazing. But uh, in regards to um, the Goldeneye single player game itself, like uh, I don't know, like. Uh... Maybe because I'm in spoil, like with all the remastered games, because you know I've seen I've seen Halo Two remastered. Obviously, there was like the movie mod, and then I like seen uh, you know also I've seen the the Master Chief Collection and everything like that. Like uh, I don't know, like uh, i have been so uh, desensitized now to remastered games that uh, you know the the new the, the GoldenEye double you know uh, 2007 game just didn't didn't really appeal all that so much to me. Like uh, to me, it was just GoldenEye with another face, you know.
1: Mm. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Um I don't know if it would have been like a Black Mesa situation and maybe which like um the fans wanted to do a golden eye game and oh yeah, they tried to do that, that. It was called
0: GoldenEye Sauce. And, yeah, uh,
1: maybe maybe because of you know the the rumors about like you know there were gonna there was gonna be a golden eye game and maybe they wanted to do um, essentially, goldenized source for themselves because they knew that they weren't going to get it. So maybe that's why they decided to incentivize that. But the fact that now we know what the, the footage is from like the, the, the recent video uh, and from what I've been seeing is that, you know, a lot of people were very angry about it. And I know that Sotoro Iwata was saying about there were multiple reasons why they had to cancel it. And I mean, this is Iwata we're talking about. I mean, this guy lived and breathed video games. And so the fact that there was a lot of legal issues that they had to jump into, and you know, in in various things when it came to like Xbox trying to release GoldenEye, and I know that they made the argument that technically Microsoft did buy Rare, and so they already owned the company. And then there was the talks of why would Nintendo care? They don't even own Rare anymore, and they don't have to worry about the whole James Bond thing. But you know, GoldenEye for Nintendo was still fairly popular, and I take it that. You know, they didn't want to see that go into their competing company. Hmm.
0: So, um, but in regards to uh, what happened afterwards, I mean, like, the fact that they got Perfect Dark, I mean, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, I thought, you know, Perfect Dark to me, I thought would have been enough, you know, given the fact I think it was the uh, the true successor to Goldeneye. So, like, yeah, yeah. What you, about
1: Perfect Dark Zero?
0: Yeah. And also, there's going to be another Perfect Dark game coming out soon. So, yeah, uh, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Do uh, you know what I'd really love to see? Like, uh, I would love to see a remastered version of Time Splitters. Like, because that, hmm. that, yeah, well, that was the true success of Goldeneye, really you know uh and uh, that was a more improved engine and it was a lot of fun to play in multiplayer too yeah
2: there you so go. like
0: yeah. yeah so i think you know time splitters should definitely make a return again
1: so yeah that'll be nice mm-hmm.
0: okay and so that is our mega show so uh thank, thank you very much for sitting around for uh, two hours and uh 21 minutes so
1: yeah uh, we've had a lot of fun talking to you guys cool
0: all right then well it's very late for me so uh, I will be uh, cutting it right there but uh, hey we will uh, so we won't be having a show on Valentine's Day but uh, we will definitely see you see you in 2 weeks time so uh, from me Aaron and Patricia take care enjoy your Valentine's Day uh, if you're going to be celebrating it and uh, we will see you in 2 weeks time
1: all right see you later